Superchargers, headlights, and more. With over 122 million parts, eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Stay on your A-game with all the parts you need at the prices you want. It's easy to bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. See ebaymotors.com. It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. Wu Wings, a virtual restaurant concept from the man himself, the nature boy, Ric Flair. Enjoy the legendary flavors and world championship wings by ordering with your Uber Eats or Postmates app. Wu Wings is now open in Nashville, San Antonio, Jacksonville, Florida, as well as Huntsville and Tuscaloosa in Alabama, with many more locations coming soon. Try the only chicken wings worthy of carrying the name of the 16-time world heavyweight champion. Tell them, Nate. Wu Wings, legendary flavors, world championship wings. Woo! Wu Wings. Yeah! Woo woo! Talking about the great years of World Championship Wrestling, the NWA and Jim Rocket Promotions. Tony Anthrax, what they win. Look, Shivani's back again. World title split off center stage. Bischoff, Disney, Hogan, and Nitro. New World Order and the Crow. Thunder Russo, Arquette Champ, Vinny Mac, simulcast. Tony's back with Conrad. Not your classy podcast. Watch along, try not to laugh. Lois rules, cat back. This wasn't the initial plan. Tom Zing's a good looking man. Quandike Bill, make a chair. Tommy, you come over here. What happened when? WHW Monday. gentlemen boys and girls children of all ages blue chew proudly brings to you your podcast tag team champions of the world the slap dig tony shivani the asshole conrad thompson it's what happened when it's hell of a cell 2014 and i don't mean to be mean but it's a three-hour show tony hurry we gotta go let's go to pound town call up steph chesney and let's hit the countdown you know it's all about you 
us all. A hell from which we cannot escape. Allow yourself to unleash upon others such evil. And forever suffer the scars of your destructive fate. to an ultimately destructive end. You are going to be locked in a cell with a man who, when he sees you, all he does is see the face of Brock Lesnar. Because if I can survive, I get what I want. Because I want to fight the beast. Hell in a cell is a place where the sadistic thrive. John Cena is going to find out how sick and twisted I can be. I will beat you, and I will savor every second of it. When they lock the door, you go face to face with the man who runs the place. And hell is coming with me. Exercise this evil at Hell's Gate, and a beast awaits you on the other side. Seth Rollins put a knife in my back and said it was just business. Seth Rollins adapted and the shield perish, perish. Somebody stop him! No, 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 no! Seth Rollins almost cost him his career. Dean Ambrose, I sold you out, but in hell in a cell, I'm going to put you out. And hell in a cell. We're going to burn together. But you, you're going to perish. My words. The scars, the scars that will haunt you for a lifetime will not heal. We're going to burn together. Together. Might have been a little long, but boy, WWE knows how to do those opening packages, don't they? It was it was great, but yeah, I'm thinking, okay, thanks for coming, and that's the end of the show. I mean, that was that was three minute video there. And we're still going with the opening package, by the way. We're just now welcoming. <laughs> but it feels like a major pay per view. So hey, in that regard, mission accomplished. Yeah, we've come a long way from Johnny Valentine and Wahoo McDaniel. Yeah, we really have. Yeah. Man, I'm excited for this one. You haven't watched a lot of uh, WWE during the time that you missed. Your right. show back was um, two and a half years after this, uh, Royal Rumble 2017. So this show went down in uh, Dallas. They're at the American Airlines Arena. I think they're going to say there's like 15,000 people there. It's actually a little more than 13,000, 12,100 are paid, but sold out daddy. Yeah. You know, the, uh, what I, what I'm most looking forward, uh, in this is the fact that 
I'm going to see Cody wrestle as Stardust. Stardust, which I've never seen. He crushed it. He did a great job as that character. There's Dolph Ziggler, one of the best in the world. I think everybody listening to this probably agrees. Yeah. Meltzer gave a little bit of trivia in the observer. When he recapped this, he says, uh, you know, Dean Ambrose and Seth Rollins are going to go on last, mm-hmm. not John Cena and Randy Orton. And because of that, this is the first time since November of 94, that two men under 30 years old headlined a WWE pay-per-view Dean Ambrose and Seth Rollins are both 28 here. Whoa. How about that? That's quite a stat. Yeah. And coming up here, our first match, as we announced, uh, Dolph Ziggler, first down to the ring. He's going to be defending his intercontinental title over a guy that you've probably gotten to know a little better this year, Cesaro. Wow. Have I ever, uh, and I, I think anybody who's met, uh, Cesaro or Claudio would say that he is the single nicest man ever in wrestling. So maybe too nice for wrestling. Yeah, I think so. He goes out of his way, out of his way to talk to me every week. It's just, and, and I did, you know, I had, you and I had watched Cesaro wrestle before. Yeah. And I had never met him and you you just don't know what type of person you're going to encounter. Right. But I'm thinking, wow, this guy's really tremendous. And the stories I've heard about him, his athletic ability and how tough he really is. Um what type of person is he going to be? But when I first met him, I'm thinking, my God, and, and people had told me, people had told me that a lot of people who had worked with him in, in, in the end well, in the, I guess the independence yeah. said, you won't believe how great of a human being he is. And they were right, buddy. Well, this is a real treat, you know, in this era, these are two of my favorites. <clears throat> Meltzer liked it too. Gave it three and a quarter stars. I see some interesting moves on this program. Yeah. Just so you know, this is two out of three falls. Oh, what a way to start. You know, uh, Regal told, had told me the story. I think I may have told it here on, on this podcast that when Cesaro first came to this country, he landed or first went to work out. Let's put it that way. I don't know if he first came to this country first went to work out with Regal and, uh, and fit Finley down in Peachtree city that he'd landed at Hartsfield Jackson and walked to, to the uh, facility. Wow. And when they got there in the morning, this big, tall, strong guy from, uh, from Sweden was standing at the front door with his bag, just waiting for it to open. And how did you get there? Well, I, I just, I just, I just got out and thought I'd take a walk and walked. Now, Peachtree City is not as far away from the airport as Marietta is, but it's, it just shows you what type of person he was and how determined he was to train and become a pro wrestler. So that's badass right there. That's legendary shit. It's probably 20 miles. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, so uh, Regal had a lot, a lot of great to say about him. And I, uh, on the other hand, and, and I probably mentioned this on the show, I went to 
when we worked Los Angeles at the forum, uh, a bunch of us went to uh, the Lucha Brothers place in Pasadena. Right. And it was a comedy show, and there was a lot of comedians there. And the headliners were uh, were Dolph Ziggler and his brother, Ryan Nemeth. You've probably gotten to know. Yeah. And uh, they both did their comedy act, which was really, really good. It was, I thought, I really thought, I said, you know, Dolph's got a lot of personality. Ryan does too, but probably Dolph's. Dolph's going to be better at this, but Ryan was so good at, at, at stand-up comedy and all the comedians were like big wrestling fans. We had a lot of our wrestlers there. It was, it was a great night. I was, I was really, really, really enjoyed it. That's so, awesome. Yeah. So I've gotten to know Dolph as well. Are they, you, I, I, you know, I don't, I don't really watch their show. I probably should, but I don't watch their show. And does he still get a lot of, uh, a lot of TV time. It depends on the the day of the week. Yeah, they've sort of been hokey pokey with him. Well, here comes the big swing. Mm-hmm. Fans love it, buddy. Yeah, they do. Don't see anything from Brock's on him. Just laughing. <laughs> oh, Brock landing Cesaro trying to win the first fall here against the champ. Uh, I, I don't know. I just. I love the swing, man. I do too. Well, look, oh, great counter. Referee that's, almost that's got a out call of, number one. Yeah. Referee was almost out of position with that. I, yeah, I, I think I, I like how the, the big swing is kind of evolved. Yeah. Uh, because right there, he just, he just put him into it now because the fans love it so much. He will grab them and look around Yeah, the fans. You know, yeah. it's, it's just how he's personally yeah, a little bit. Yeah. So, yeah, this is, good. this is a great start, man. It really is. Yeah. No doubt. I, I, I'm amazed. We didn't start our show the same. You were, uh, it's a three hour show. And so beforehand, you and I had a conversation like, Hey man, uh, how long is the show? Do you know? And I said, well, it's probably two forty two. Then when I fire it up, I realized I remembered, Oh shit. This is the show that went long. Like there was supposed to be a John Cena, 10 minute promo at the end of the show. Oh, but they went so damn long. They couldn't even do it. So when I realized, oh, wow, this is exactly three hours. Oh, well, decisions have to be made. How about that? Wrestlers going long. Yeah. I never heard of you. Not me. I, because I, I really have a a lot of fun with some of the guys and the girls that we work with that when they do go long and and no one really means to go long, Mm -hmm. they don't, it's just, you get wrapped up in the match and you, they don't mean to go long. Look at, look at Cesaro. Look, isn't that cool? I don't know why, but I've always liked that. Yeah. He's just so amazingly athletic. So when they go long, I always give them, uh, always give them a hard time. Like the next, the next TV or something. I'll say, so you guys got like uh six minutes in your match, right? And they'll go, yeah, I said, for you, that would be nine, right? Am I right? Yeah. So I like to have fun with them. And then they punch you in your ding dong and everybody wins. <laughs> if they could find the damn thing. Well, if you just punch in the general area. Mm-hmm. I like how, I like when you call it a ween. Oh, yeah. That, that pops me. 
The ween, okay. A ween, in Tony's ween. I don't know why why that pops me anyway. I think uh, I might be able to dust that off today because yeah, well, we got some wiener related sponsors. If I had to guess. <laughs> so how how's your week been? Okay. Oh man, it's been pretty good. Uh, you know, Alabama won, so that's nice for a change of pace. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they. I get. I did. You know what? Uh, we're doing this on Sunday. I didn't even watch college football yesterday. And really? no, didn't even, didn't even check the scoreboard. I don't even know what happened in the baseball games. Uh, so I'm proud of you just to be that disconnected. I think that's cool. Yeah. I, um, Oh, oh. how about this? I did this this week. I think you'll like, I had uh, lunch with a high school friend. I haven't seen since 1999. Whoa. That's pretty cool. It was pretty fun. He, uh, at some point in the <clears throat> middle of our lunch, he goes, Conrad, I mean, to state the obvious, but you're different than you were in high school. <laughs> and I was uh, like, well, it, it was 23 years ago. Right. I was 17. Different as in looks or demeanor. Well, I do have a beard. So that's different. Didn't have a beard back then. Have a lot more money now than you had back then. Well, I mean, how could you not? I was 17. Lived with my parents. Well, you know, some 17-year-old kids probably have a lot of money. Well, yeah, Tony Khan probably did. You're right. Well, yeah, people in in his. Uh, but see, that wouldn't be a change for him because he still does. Right. Right, right, right. So anyway, uh, th- that was good that you did that. Yeah, that was really nice. Did you, uh, you happen to have lunch with anybody from high school this week? I did not I'll tell you what I did do though. Of uh, I, we had uh rampage in Jacksonville live, yep. which I love doing rampage in Jacksonville live. Did you go to JR's apartment, hang out, watch some nope. old nitros? Did not. I, I flew in the morning of Friday morning and I flew out Saturday morning. First flight is five twenty AM. Out of Jacksonville to Atlanta. That's early. Yeah. So I got home before even Lois was had, and the dogs were up. And Lois and I went to a uh, beer fest that was put on and run by our son Tim. How about that? How is Tim? He's doing. He's doing great. That's he's awesome. Doing great. Uh, he got up on the microphone and and gave. It was an outdoor thing. Gave awards to many of the of the brewers in Metro Atlanta who were there and. It was, it was good. I, it's funny. My son's such a great beer brewer. Uh, that's his vocation. That's what he does. And, and I don't like beer at all. And, uh, but did you try some? Sure. Absolutely. I did, but I didn't go around like, like Lois did get a full glass at every place, you know? Right. Well, she's a known, known drunk. Yeah. She, she was in her element, buddy. Yeah. Those she are her was, people. She was in her element. And, um, but we had a good time and, uh, Chris and his wife were with us and somebody in our party says, what do you think of all these beers? And I went, I'm going to be honest with you. They all taste the same to me. Oh, wow. I think they do. I hate to say that. And I know beer connoisseurs out there will say you're out of your fucking mind. Right. But to me, all beer tastes the same. A Miller light tastes like a micro brew. It just. I know some beers have like essence of some sort of fruit in them now and everything's 
fancy, but it all takes it all. It's beer is beer to me. Sorry. I just have not ever been into it. My parents were liquor drinkers anyway. So we had liquor in our house and not beer. So just never did care for it. Anyway, back to this damn match. I'm just like, uh, drifting off into some other, you know, what I like about this. I, I like not only this match and these guys can really go. This gotta be a finish right here, right? No. Wow. What a great kick out. I like how you can see hell in the cell on the, the video bands. Yeah. And you immediately, I mean, it's just, just very well. WWE production is hard to beat. Yeah, it is. It is. And the reason that it's hard to beat is because they have throughout time, they have put money into it. You get out what you pay for, right? If you have your production on a, uh, on, uh, on a, if you just don't give a shit about production, then that's what you're going to. I mean, I, I keep going. Oh, wow. I, fuck man. These guys are doing some great shit. Yeah, they are. You're going, if you, I, I keep going back to the, the Crockett era. God, we were so far behind in production. And of course there's a lot more technology of, and things available today than there were back in the eighties. But still, we could have put a lot more effort and money into it instead of having just one guy, right? Wayne, Wayne Daniel edit from, you know, tape machine to tape machine. We're talking over a pretty good match here. You know, we like to have a lot of fun here on the show, and sometimes we'll make fun of the bad stuff. But oh man, spinning backbreaker there. <laughs> Uh, this is not a match that you can make fun of at all. This is just good stuff. <laughs> is it not? It is. Did he adjust his head in midstream there? How about this? Cover! Continental champion. Go. So Tony, think about that. It's two out of three falls and Ziggler got two straight falls, not even a single fall for Cesaro. Yeah. Tony, Man. now's the part of the program where you have to filibuster because I have to go blow my nose. Okay. Let's take a look at the replay once again. And it was a phenomenal backbreaker that he really kicked out of. Here's the one, two, one, two. No, he didn't get it. And oh, what a super kick or, and a cover. And there's your fall. Hey, is JBL back in, uh, are you still with me? Did you walk away? How many people do you think fans? Go off camera to blow their nose. Okay, so we're waiting on Conrad. Still filibustering? Yeah, a little bit. I was. I, was, I thought you would just blow your nose on uh, on camera, but apparently you don't like to do that. Well, here's the thing: I didn't have a tissue. I oh, so you just you just blew it on your desk when you did it. No, okay. honk. Okay. Yeah. 
Hey, um, do you sometimes, every now and again, oh, wow, look at this Ultimate Warrior package. It comes a legend on the ring. As a reminder, the Ultimate Warrior died earlier this year. Ah. He uh, got put into the Hall of Fame. and Yeah. A couple days later, that was all she wrote. Very sadly. Lost his life. and So now we're just talking about the legacy of WWE here. Anyway, do you, and maybe this is just me. I don't think so. But do you, every now and again, when you're bored, got nothing going on, just you at the house, maybe your hand just starts to wander. And you find like some little hairs on like the shaft of your wing, and you like grab a hold of one and close your eyes and kind of to yourself one, two, and then mm, and just pull it out. No, well, I do that, Tony. And so what I'll do is I'll I'll pull out my wiener hair with my bare hands, and then I'll I'll hold my index finger up and I'll I'll take a look at it. And I'll close my eyes and make a dick hair wish. Do you ever make dick hair wishes, Tony? No, I've never even heard of it until right now. And I've heard of a lot of shit. You, you've and never I, heard of dick hair wishes. No, I don't. As a matter of fact, I think that's something that you just made up. No, I, I didn't just make it up. It's a thing. Uh, my group chat is all about dick hair wishes. Well, listen, your group chat is a, Full of a bunch of idiots. You do know that, don't you? Tony, on my side, I'm at 22.056. When I get to 10, I'm going to go ahead and hit pause. All right. And and the reason I'm doing that, Tony, and I think you know why. Michael Myers sure is scary. But the last thing you need this Halloween is to be hairy. Luckily, our friends at Manscaped launched their fourth generation performance package to make sure your pumpkins get the ultimate carving experience on this spooky day. Turn your bite-sized treat into a king-sized candy and join the six million men worldwide who trust Manscaped by going to manscaped.com for 20% off plus free shipping the promo code WHW. Make the right call this spooky season. It's trick or trim. <laughs> Tony, we're talking about dick hair wishes. And my wish is that you have less dick hair this Halloween. Have you ever tried to trim your balls and it turned into a Freddy Krueger film? Well, luckily, Manscaped is here to save the day. And make sure you're feeling your best inside your costume. Unlock your dick hair confidence with the Performance Package 4.0. Inside, you'll find the holy grail of men's grooming items. It's a full moon out there, and the werewolf in your pants is howling. Let's tackle that problem with the Lawnmower 4.0. This finely tuned pube product has a cutting edge ceramic blade to reduce grooming accidents thanks to their advanced skin safe technology. By the way, did I mention the Lawnmower 4.0 is waterproof? You ever shaved your dick hair in a hot tub? Why not? Good. Do it scuba diving. You can take this motherfucker anywhere. You want to do it in the shower? You want to do it dry? Like your wife? You can do that. The Performance Package 4.0 also includes the Weed Whacker. 
That's right. It's a nose and ear hair trimmer. It's also going to protect you from nicks, snags, and tugs. Why? It, too, has the proprietary skin-safe technology. Sealed the deal with these liquid formulations from Manscaped. Their crop preserver ball deodorant has changed Tony Schiavone's life. Little known fact, Tony didn't get out of wrestling because WCW went down. He got out of wrestling because he had developed a reputation for the worst smelling balls in all of pro wrestling. Once he discovered the ball deodorant, he was back in. He's the voice of AEW now. And now Eric Bischoff's trying to get in on the gag. You see, everybody in wrestling knows when he sits to take a plop, his pumpkins are in the water. Not anymore. Not thanks to the crop reviver ball toner. You're going to see him on Mondays again real soon. You fucking watch. Let's mention the body buffer. It's a 100% antibacterial body scrubber. It's exactly what you need to clean your dirty ass gimmicks up this Halloween. They've even got two free gifts inside the performance package 4.0. They got boxers and a shed travel bag. That shed travel bag has multiple uses. I hear one AEW announcer puts his weed vape in there to travel and make towns. That's the rumor and innuendo. And if you like looking like Wolverine, well, maybe you don't need this. But I personally, I like the Shears 2.0 nail kit. I don't want to cut any cooter, and I won't, now that I've got the Shears 2.0 nail kit. Get 20% off and free shipping with the promo code WHW at manscaped.com. That's 20% off plus free shipping. Code WHW at manscaped.com. Say trick or treat to your beautiful new Halloweeny with Manscaped. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. See ebaymotors.com. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Tony, I'm 22-11. Here we go in three, two, one, play. But it wasn't over that. So we're doing a little package recap here to show how exactly we got to a two hell in the cell situation. Of course, it's John Cena and Randy Orton. It's also Dean Ambrose and Seth Rollins. Two big old Hell in a Cell matches here at the Hell in a Cell program. Now a little backstage skit with Corporate Kane. And I guess now, uh, at the time, this was called The Authority with Triple H and, and Stephanie. But now I guess they're just the real, real deal fucking boss, huh? Yeah, from what I understand. 
So if you could make a dick hair wish, what would it be? That everybody would be able to sell shit like you. Oh, really? <laughs> That's amazing. What we just heard, unless you're on our Patreon channel, what we just heard is award-winning. I don't know what they give awards for commercial reads and podcasts, but that was award-winning. Oh, wow. Thank you. I appreciate that. Hey, um, talked a little bit last week about baloney Jim. I think people really dug our conversation about baloney Jim, mm-hmm. but, uh, today I'm going to be bringing up something that, well, we might get in a little trouble for Tony, but it happened. Oh. It happened. Uh, I, I won't say group chat. Cause that would, that would maybe get tip our hand a little too much. I don't need to be a part of getting into trouble. Okay. So. I think I accidentally got in trouble with you this week. I didn't mean to. Mm-hmm. I didn't know that I was out of bounds on something. That's all right. But I didn't know the rules. And I, I'm usually pretty good about playing by the rules. Yeah, I right. just got to kind of know what they are. The rules sometimes change. Well, I'm fine with that, but nobody let me know. Yeah. Okay. Now that I know, I'm okay. going to keep it between the ditches, Daddy. You know. Uh, okay. All right. Okay, son. I know you didn't know, but don't let it happen again. Yeah. Thanks, Dad. I appreciate it. Can I have the car this weekend? I, I, I'm hoping to. Go trolling in that new Range Rover. <laughs> now it's red, right? Yeah, red and black. As a matter of fact, I didn't. I, by pure uh, coincidence, it was the colors of the Georgia Bulldogs. And, and Lois said, "You know, you got a a black and a red and black car." And and I went, "Oh my god!" You realized you were a Bubba, and you didn't mean to be. <laughs> exactly. <clears throat> Well, uh, we got Nikki Bella here coming out, right? Have you seen much Nikki Bella? No, I think she was criminally underrated, hard worker, hard hitting, uh, Clint from Hershey used to get real mad at me when I would say that she was like a modern day Kobashi. No, she, she wasn't, but I think her stuff looked a little more real than some uh-huh. of the other stuff that we would see. And she's going to be taking on her own sister here, Brie Bella. The loser has to be the assistant to the winner for 30 days here. And Lawler kind of says something fun to get started here. Mm. We've never had a sister versus sister match in WWE. Mm. And Meltzer says, aside from the 36 prior matches, these two have had, we may <laughs> never have. <laughs> Now, just you are, are in the loop here in this era, Nikki Bella is with John Cena in real life. Okay. And Brie Bella is with, uh, Daniel Bryan in real life. So two of the top guys here are dating sisters. Hmm. So here's Brie, who is the, the wife of, uh, Brian Danielson right now. Yes, correct. Yeah. You're not going to find a better person than Brian Danielson. What What about uh, Cesaro? Every bit is good. I found him. So you said I couldn't find a nicer one, and I think I found one as nice. As Didn't nice. Take long. Notice who the ring announcer is here. Is that Lillian Garcia? Or is that Justin Roberts? Personal assistant for a period of 30 days or... 
She will have to quit. Like this Braves baby mama. That is Brandy Rhodes. <clears throat> oh, I heard the voice, but I didn't see her. You're right. It is. Yeah. So anyway, um, let me ask you a question. Caused a little drama this week in my life. Okay. <clears throat> you know, I have, I think you know this about me. Mm-hmm. All of my friends aren't exactly my age. So I got a handful of younger friends, but most of my friends are older. Old, old guys, right. So I've got friends. I'm in my early 40s. I'm 41. I got friends in my fifties. I got friends in my sixties. I even got friends in my seventies, but because I have this varied group of friends, different ages and whatnot, every now and again, we'll have different experiences that we share. And it really shines a light on how different our ages are. So for instance, I'll see a picture of somebody at their prom. And like, if I saw a picture of you at your prom, you know, that motherfucker's probably in black and white. This was a long time ago. Okay. That sort of thing. Right. Well, a conversation came up about what year was it when you first ate ass. Now this came up with a younger person brought it up because I guess kids these days are eating a lot of ass, Tony. Okay. And so I was really excited to hear some of the older cats give an answer because when framed that way, what year did you first eat ass? Mm -hmm. It was pointed out that a person in this conversation, boy, he could have ate ass for the first time in 87. In 97, in 07, in 17. And this person pointed out that it was 1996. And I thought, man, that's a hell of a way to celebrate the NWO, eating ass the very first time. And then he corrected himself and said, well, now it's only happened three times in my life in total. So I thought, man, he's keeping track of it. Yeah. Right. Sort of like, you know, when you're tracking your mileage for the IRS, you got like a little log book in your glove compartment. Mm-hmm. Oh, I drove so-and-so miles. Mm-hmm. Is, is it like that? Or is it more like star Trek or captain's log? Mm. Eight ass today for the first time. It's July 19th. <laughs> you know, like, what does that look like? And I asked the logical question. I thought, was it accidental? taking care of some other business and just accidentally, you know, mm-hmm. a little slip of the tongue mm-hmm. or was it intentional? Wow. And I got my answer that it was intentional. Mm. And then I wanted to know since it was intentional, was it fresh out the shower <laughs> or was it <laughs> long sweaty day Jones? Because, boy, there's probably a big difference there. One could be rather tart, I would imagine. Yeah. And he goes, oh, no, fresh out the shower. And so then I said, well, was this lady offended? And she tried to scoot away like, what in the world? Mm-hmm. Or did she lean into it like, hey, that? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And he said, no, she was into it. Mm-hmm. I said, well, hang on. If you- okay. 
You did it two other times. Yep. Mm -hmm. All with that same person. Okay. Okay. So who was this person? Oh, that was my second wife. Now the person I'm having this conversation with, they've had four, five, six, seven wives. They're one of those serial marriage people, right? Just like, man, I went down to the corner store to get a gallon of milk, fucked around, got married. You know, one of those people you hang out with, but go ahead. So I thought, wait a minute now, does your current wife number 17 know about this? And he goes, what do you mean? I said, well, I don't know that that that's sellable. He said, what do you mean? Well, when she listens to our podcast and she finds out mm-hmm. you ate wife number two's ass, mm-hmm. but not hers, mm-hmm. I might be feeling left out. Mm-hmm. I could see how that would cause a little bit of relationship drama. Don't you think? Well, not necessarily because maybe she's not into this and I would like to apologize to the Bella twins for this talk during their match, but do you have, uh, is there a point to the story? <laughs> well, first of all, I just thought it was fascinating that somebody, cause in my head, this feels like a modern new age, like all oh, kids these days. Yeah. To hear that my man was eating ass 26 years ago. Yeah. He was like an ass eating pioneer. I think Tony. Yeah. He probably got, I wonder, I mean, I always asked, did you eat this ass in a covered wagon? That feels like a long time ago. And a so now I want to ask <laughs> covered wagon. Gotcha. Yeah. You wouldn't, wouldn't be popping out of a shower for that. If you were in a covered wagon. <coughs> so let me ask you, Tony, what year was it when you first ate ass? I've never done that. Even by accident. No, no. I mean, I'm on now. No, no. So then I asked uh, the old head. I'm, I'm, I'm not, a, I'm, you, you have some, you, your, your group chat. God, did you ever stop and think some of the, I, I need to remove some of these people from my group chat. Oh, all the time. I have, yeah. we have made some revisions. You're good. Just, you could just block anybody, you know, Brie Bella is your winner. She is going to get, I'm sorry. Nick, Nikki Bella is your winner. Brie Bella right. has to be her assistant for 30 days. Oh, now mocking her. Bella. Yeah. Mocking the yes. Coming up next is the match you've been most excited to see, Tony. Oh, great. Gold dust and stardust. Taking on the Usos. Cody had a couple of uh, runs uh, uh, before this current run where he was dashing Cody Rhodes, right? And he was stardust. And so who was he first? Dashing Cody Rhodes? Yes. Okay. He was stardust last. Did he come? Well, we can talk about it when we get to it, but what's coming up now. Go ahead. So now, uh, Brie Bella must be Nikki Bella's personal assistant for 30 days. Yep. Probably got a, what would some, what would Tony Schiavone's personal assistant have to do? Let's say that you and I had some sort of contest here. Maybe it was a ass eating contest. I don't know. And the winner got the services of the other for 30 days. Right. As your assistant, what might I be expected to do for the next 30 days? 
uh, drive me around to the airport, to the airport or wherever I had to go during the day. You know, I, I do, I do some of these as you would call them. I don't know what I call them errands. Uh, other people may call them honeydew list or, or things like that. I don't know. Right. Well, and that would be, did I just see Hulk Hogan here? Yeah. It's a video game commercial. I believe. Oh, okay. I'm thinking, what the hell have we done? Mostly drive me around. I don't know. That's about it. Oh man. I thought there'd be something fun in there. Yeah. Get me from one place to the other. There'd be nothing. There'd be no fun. I lead a, I lead a very boring life, Conrad. I just think if if you knew that I had to do stuff for you, oh, I would I would uh, go out of my way to make you do shit work. Yeah, no, like hey, uh, reorganize the uh, closets and uh, the kitchen cabinets, and mm-hmm. go ahead and clean that basement toilet. And uh, look at this! Look at this group here. Alex Riley still with WWE in 2014. Wow, there's your man. Oh God! <laughs> well, he looks kind of thin there, doesn't he? Yeah. Paul Heyman got a pop. How about that? So next up, as we said, it's Goldust and Stardust going to be taking on the Usos. Mm-hmm. This is uh, the first year of the WWE Network, right? So they're still trying to figure it out. They got the talking headset here, Renee Paquette, your boy Booker T, my mm-hmm. boy Paul Heyman. Nobody's boy, Alex Riley. <laughs> uh, Renee is such a pro. God, we are so lucky to have her on our team now. Such a pro. You know what? I think as we do these talking heads, I'm at 36, uh, 57, 58, or I'm at 37. No, I'm not even going to hit pause. I'm just going to let it ride. And we're going to talk about athletic greens. Athletic Greens is something that my wife and I have been using since really the start of the pandemic. She wanted to optimize our immune system, and we've learned since that AG1 can be used for better gut health, more energy. And I actually wanted to do it because I don't really like taking pills or vitamins because they usually taste but This actually tastes pretty good. And here's what I'm found. With one delicious scoop, Tony... I'm absorbing 75 high-quality vitamins, minerals, whole food source superfoods, probiotics, and adaptogens to help me start my day right. It supports all the things. Your gut health, your nervous system, your immune system, your energy, your focus, your recovery, your aging. It's almost like your all-in-one nutritional insurance. It's lifestyle-friendly. Whether you eat keto, paleo, vegan-free, dairy-free, gluten-free, there's no nasty chemicals, there's no artificial anything. Less than one gram of sugar, no GMOs, and it still tastes good. It helps to have better sleep quality, better recovery, better mental clarity, better alertness. And there's over 7,000 five-star reviews. Right now, Tony and I think it's time you should reclaim your health, arm your immune system with convenient daily nutrition, just one scoop and a cup of water every day. That's it. No need for a million different pills and supplements to look out for your health. And to make it easy, Athletic Greens is giving you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you got to do is visit athleticgreens.com forward slash WHW. That's athleticgreens.com forward slash WHW to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate in daily nutritional insurance. 
Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. Antonians, we're back to the program now here. At uh, around 38.46, uh, as a matter of fact. I might be just a couple of seconds ahead of you. I'm at 38.54, 55, 56, 57. We're about to get the entrance here. Let's track it. So we see Goldust first, and we see that tag strap around him. Different look for it. This is not the same Goldust. And here he comes. Take a look. At a combined weight of 452 pounds, they are the WWE Team Champion Gold Stardust. Ladies and gentlemen, Golden Stardust won the Tag Team Championships last month. We're going to show you how, how in a moment. You know, Jimmy and Jay. Boy, a little different presentation for Cody Rhodes here, huh? Yeah, he's playing it up, though, isn't he? Dude, he's committed to the bit. I know that people were not high on this character, him, maybe most of all. Mm-hmm. But he put his, I mean, you've seen some guys half-ass some stuff before. Yeah. There's no half-ass in here with Cody Rhodes. No, you know what? He didn't half-ass anything. Look at him not standing on the ring, but standing on the guardrail out front. This is a cool presentation. Yeah. All right, so they're going to show them how they won the titles here. Yep, that's at Bridgestone Arena, Nashville, Tennessee, Mm. month before Night of the Champions. It's hey, a you cool know, story to see brother versus bro, uh, brother and brother taking on brother and brother, you know, right. it's a brother yeah. like this. That's a pretty cool thing in wrestling. I like it. Oh, I like it too. I also, I wanted to say that the, this, uh, edition of gold dust is a lot different than the gold dust that first appeared in the WWE. Yes. That character right. evolved for sure. Yeah. Because he's a little more serious now than yes. Well, you know, the, the effort that took to paint those faces. Oh, it was quite a commitment. All four of them. Really? Yeah. (laughs) You had some, uh, you had some makeup artists. Look at the, uh, they got some gold dust masks. I I just noticed them, uh, down on the floor there. Uh, my daughter had a stardust mask. Really? She likes stardust. She had the gimmick gloves and the whole thing. There you go. Well, I, I like this presentation, dude. Oh, maybe those are Stardust masks down at the bottom. Maybe one year for Halloween, he'll bring it back. Nah, I don't think he would. I don't reckon so either. Hey, I noticed, am I right? Because I, I tuned in uh, Raw, maybe. Yeah, it'd be Raw. That uh, JBL's come back? Yeah, I think he's uh, going to be maybe. I don't know if this is like a full-time thing. I don't know, but he was like the mouthpiece for Baron Corbin. Okay. And uh, I'm sure you saw that he was wearing my pants. I didn't see it. I just saw, I saw the, uh, limousine with the horns on it. That's all I saw. Well, he, uh, he had a jacket that fit him and he had pants that were 
from the Michael Hayes Taylor, <laughs> aka not even close. <laughs> okay. Well, good. Good for him. I like bringing back guys. Uh, Hell, yeah. I was one that was brought back. So I was going to say, I know why. <laughs> Uh, I like this man. I, these kids can go. I, I knew, I, listen, I haven't worked with the Usos, but I've, I've known what they can do. They're awesome. Yeah, they are awesome. And of course, you know, we know that Cody and Dustin can go. So. Yeah. So, yeah. Hey, you know what? Pretty damn good show up until then. Right. Up until here. It's a good show. Oh yeah. This is a good pay-per-view. WWE yeah. puts together good stuff. I don't know. Right. You know, it, it feels like a lot of the hardcores weren't really into it. You know, the show overall got 63.9% thumbs up, 24.1% thumbs down, 12% thumbs in the middle. But I, uh, I, I've always, I know it's not popular, but when you look at the, the matches on a one-on-one basis, like it's usually pretty good performers putting on pretty good matches, but sometimes I think when it's all strung together. The hardcores maybe wished for a little more, which I get. Really, you yeah. really think they? You really think they're they're hardcores? Or I think they're just people that just don't like anything. Well, I think wrestling fans want something new, and and, and WWE has been guilty of, and and really every wrestling company. You know, if you're not careful, it can ha- start to have a feel of sameness. <laughs> I get yeah. it. Wrestling fans want new. Okay. I get that. I just feel out there. I bet you there are people that when Meltzer does his, uh, observer <laughs> poll, you know, I bet you there are some people out there who have never given a thumbs up to anything. Yeah. Anything. They just, they just, they're just haters. That's all. And you know what? Those probably, those people probably have hairy dicks. <laughs> I wouldn't, I don't know how you can equate that. <clears throat> well, because if it was smooth, they'd be happy. Okay. I'm with you there. I'm with you there. Thanks, Manscaped. <laughs> There's Dustin in that power slam is. That's cool. Hey, speaking of hairy situations. Oh, my God. <clears throat> yeah, go ahead. It feels like there's been some, uh, Harry situations in your life recently. Yeah. Yeah. You just want to tell us about it. <clears throat> I don't know what you're talking about. I really don't. Well, Tony, uh, I know you don't really get on social media, but yeah, you went viral this week. I did. Somebody leaked footage of you from way back when, and I believe you were strutting that ass. Okay. Boy, you are really. Are you going to play dumb to that? You don't know. Yeah. I I have no idea what you're talking about. What do you mean? I don't. Well, Tony, I emailed it to you. Do you not even fucking check your email? No. Well, check your email right now. I sent you the video and if you want to play the audio 
through the show here. So people, you, you'll see the video and <clears throat> through the magic of post-production, we'll have Wesley or Chris or somebody pipe the video in here. So as you play the audio, the video will appear for everyone watching along on YouTube. And we are, are we going to, are we, are we going to pause hell in the cell here? No, go ahead. Pause. This, this pause is a, no, no, we're not pausing the match. It's a good match. Let the match go. Yeah. And then you watch how you went viral. Cause you did. Got millions of views. Who is walking there? But who else? You're Tony yelling in the background. How bad they are. Why don't they just walk the gutters? It ain't a far walk. It's just 38 miles. Why don't you walk? Why don't you walk the gutters? Can you walk the gutters a little more? I'll walk. Yeah, I can walk the gutters. Why don't you walk the gutters? I don't need to walk the gutters. Well, shit, no, you know. You're going to put everybody else walking the gutters. Why don't you just walk the gutters? All right, I don't want to go. All right, hang on. Let me do this one time. Man, let's go. Huh. This, uh... How about strutting that ass? You'll be so goddamn fucking tired. The time you get to New Hope, you won't be strutting that ass. You'll be so goddamn fucking tired. By the time you get to New Hope, that you won't be strutting that ass. You'll be. Mm-hmm. What's made you? What's got you so mad today? Me? Yeah. Because everybody wants to run. Everybody wants to run. That's good. Run here to Gunnersville. I'll walk. I'll be right behind them and see how far they can run. It's a chauvinistic pig attitude that you're gonna do something because you work at the Arsenal and you got a fucking Mercedes Benz and you ain't gotta walk every day, so you're gonna get out. And Strut that ass, strut that ass, strut that ass, strut that ass, strut that ass. When you start walking, my friend, and you get 10, 15 miles on the highway, you won't be strutting that ass. You'll be half dead by the time you get there. So it's a chauvinistic pig attitude that Clinton's got. Strut that ass, strut that ass, strut that ass, strut that ass. When you walk about 15 or 20 miles, you won't be strutting that ass. You'll be so fucking tired, you won't be hard to hold that ass up. You won't be strutting that ass. Strutting that ass. You won't be strutting that ass when you... How about that, Donnie? Okay. Okay. How about that? We found you. That, uh, <laughs> whoa, what do we just watch? Well, that was you leaving the beer fest <laughs> with Lois. I got in a fight here in Huntsville and you said you were going to come to my lake house in Gunnersville. She was going to drive and you were going to walk. And then you were mocking her for strutting that ass. In reality, that's uh, an old video from the nineties. Cause you can help hear when he said that Clinton's got made me right. laugh. <clears throat> right. Some old cooter just drunk downtown Huntsville talking about walking to Gunnersville, strutting that ass. It came out friend of the show, stupid ass Corey Ryan Forrester. Uh-huh. 
he has a personal trainer who makes him do an exercise that they call strut that ass. Okay. To Gunnersville. Okay. The name of the exercise is strut that ass to Gunnersville. Okay. And I thought it was hilarious that a viral video from our local CBS affiliate here in Huntsville, Alabama from the nineties uh-huh. made its way all the way over to Chickamauga, Georgia, <laughs> where they talk about strutting that ass. How about the double suplex here by the Usos on the dust brothers? Double superplex. Great visual. Well, so can we get you on dynamite? You think to do a strut that ass segment? I don't think so, but that little move he was doing, I think that'd get yeah. over. I th- I'd like, I'd like to, I like to, uh, be professional. Really? Yeah. And not do that. That, uh, that newsman on that, that thing was, uh, he couldn't talk. Could he, he was like, uh, beside himself. It got all yeah, over him. Yeah. Gold dust or stardust with the save. I don't know why. Maybe it's because the fans have seen some pretty good shit already, but they're not popping for this. They're not, but no, they're not. And that gets it done. The dust brothers retain. Meltzer would say this had the most heat thus far. Really? Three and a quarter stars. And coming up next, mm-hmm. we're going to get John Cena and Randy Orton in a hell in a cell. Oh man. Meltzer says they did a video package trying to put this over like Ali versus Frazier or rock versus Austin level feuds. Yeah. Two long-term stars on the roster and have wrestled each other at least 316 times in singles and tags. They want to create their narrative and are very good at doing that, but this has just never fit the legendary feud level. The crowd was way hotter, both pro and con for Cena than anyone else on the show. They didn't cheer Orton nearly as much as I'd expected. Hmm. So there you go. You got to see Stardust. Yeah. Look at the, just the facial reactions he gives. And he, he yeah, he was committed, going man. all in, man. Yeah. He was committed. He well, he, he truly his best. He truly is uh, one of the great performers. Yeah, yeah. Okay, I was thinking, what's this? Uh, this is uh, they're doing a a something for the Susan G. Coleman. I don't even think we have to hit pause, but no, we do need to hit pause. Well, do we? Yeah, we do. Ready? I don't know. You're the boss. You tell All me. Right. I'm going to, you, you're, you're ahead of me. So you give me a time. I'm at 53, 25, 26. I'm going to hit it at 30, 56, 28, 29. Mm-hmm. I'm paused. Mm-hmm. Now, what would you like to talk about? Tony? Well, I would like to talk about blue chew. Mm-hmm. Okay. I love it. When we talk about that fucking dick and how hard you can get it. Woo. Uh, it's a unique online service that delivers the same active ingredients as Viagra and Cialis, but in chewable tablets. And here's the here's the key, Conrad. What's the key, Tony? A, fra- a fraction of the cost. Oh, I know you love saving money and you love big old hard ones. So yeah, you can you can get a big old hard dick for, le- for less money. Isn't that great? 
I like them harder and I like them cheaper. It's all done online. No doctor's visits, no awkward conversations, no waiting in line at the pharmacy to get them pills because they're delivered right to your door. Yeah, hell yeah, they are. Exactly. Exactly. And they're made in the good old USA and prepared and shipped direct to your door in a discreet package. Remember, made in the USA. Do you know that there is nothing allowed in our house? I just know there are things in our house that have made it way, made their way through. But there's nothing allowed in our house from China. I didn't know that. Oh, Lois is big on that, man. Oh. Stuff made in the USA? Yes. Okay, we'll buy it. Stuff made in China? Nope. So made in the USA is a big deal in our house. And I'm sure it's a big deal in everyone's house. I get, I get that. So we always appreciate Blue Chew. They have been with us since the start. We are coming to you from the Blue Chew Studios and as you know, it's winter time. The nights are getting longer, but the breeze is the only thing that is getting stiff around the Shivani house. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. It's getting those cocks harder and harder. <laughs> That's right. Confidence can take you far in life, especially true in the bedroom, especially during this time of year. So step up the plate during this baseball season. Blue Chew can help. Yeah. You can benefit from extra confidence when it's time to reform Blue Chew can do it. Have better sex. We've got a special deal for our listeners. Try Blue Chew free when you use promo code WHW at checkout. Just pay the five bucks shipping. That's bluechew.com. Promo code WHW to receive your first month for free. Free hard ons, guys. Free hard ons for the Halloween season. Dude, I can't believe you're getting dicks hard for free. Visit bluechew.com. Visit BlueChew.com for more details and important safety information. We thank BlueChew for sponsoring What Happened When, as always. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. All right. I'm at uh, 5330 in three, two, one, play. So, Tony, did you see over the weekend? Because we're just at a Bluetooth spot here. Your Gamecocks beat your Texas A&M Aggies. The Aggies are now three and fucking four. Trouble in College Station, I would imagine. You want to talk about disappointing? Mm-hmm. Woo woo! Yeah, didn't they have one of the top? Uh, have yeah. They had, yeah. Jimbo really? Fisher, man, got to yeah. be a lot of pressure over there. Yeah, he's had some great recruiting seasons. Yeah. Wow, and soon. The Longhorns are going to join the fray here. Oklahoma State beat Texas. TCU hung on to beat Kansas State. Whoa. Alabama blew out Mississippi State. Mm -hmm. Penn State blew out Minnesota. Ohio State blew out Iowa. Mm. Anything that shocked you this past weekend, or was it just that Texas A&M game? No, I guess the Texas A&M game because that, as you and I are talking, it's the first I've heard about it. So, well, did you hear about LSU and Ole Miss? No, Ole Miss was ranked number seven 
right yeah, below Alabama at six, undefeated, right. seven and zero for the first time. I don't want to say ever, but certainly a long time. And LSU beat that ass, bitch, forty-five to twenty. Whoa, that's uh, I, that's shocking because going into Saturday, I'm thinking it might be Ole Miss on the West. Not Indeed. anymore. Nobody's even pretending that that's the case. Since you didn't watch, mm-hmm. as we're talking, the Phillies are up three-one over the Padres. They won ten to six. The mm-hmm. Astros are up three nothing against the Yanks. Mm-hmm. They blanked them five to zero. Mm-hmm. Wow! So the Yanks and Padres just about done. Yeah, looking like the Astros are going to be back there again. Yep. Astros, Phillies. Who you got? Well, I, I have to go with the Astros. I, um, and well, maybe not. I, you know, sometimes it's not the best team in the regular season. Sometimes it's a team that's the hottest right now. The Phillies are pretty darn hot. Yeah. The Astros are 106 and 56. Mm-hmm. So pretty well, strong winning percentage right now. The Dodgers lost in the first round. They won like what? 112 games, 110, something like that. Meanwhile, the Phillies are 87 and 75. Yeah, there you go. You just never, never know. And that's one of the great things about the game of baseball. And here's another great thing about the game of baseball. I don't watch it anymore, so I don't know what's going on. You know, I think you know by now, I think a lot of Dave Meltzer. Sure. But, buddy... He fell for some silly shit this week, and I feel bad for him. Okay. You're familiar with Game Changer Wrestling? Yeah. He had a note in the Observer this week. Uh-huh. This promotion has something going on with WWE since Joey Janela not only was plugging for people to watch Raw, right? also told everyone on the roster to do the same and promote Raw this week. Uh-huh. Well, the internet, a lot of these news sites that really don't have their own sources. They just copy paste what's in the observer. Right. Oof. They're wearing with it. It's all yeah. make believe it's nonsense. Yeah. <laughs> Can you imagine a scenario where Nick Gage is going to come out on SmackDown and start smacking motherfuckers with light tubes. That's not going to happen. Yeah. It's crazy. Well, good, good. Just you like when Meltzer gets worked? I don't like when Meltzer no, gets worked. No, I don't like when Meltzer gets worked, but I like when uh, these so-called news sites, wrestling news sites. Get exposed for not knowing shit. Yep. Mm-hmm. Do you have I to deal with that some every now and again? What? Yeah, you know, since you're a stooge now. Uh-huh. Do you have to deal with any of that, like the rumor in any window? Uh, Yeah. It's, it's all it's it's all part of being in in talent relations. I didn't know. Yeah, uh, this uh, this video uh, is the longest it, video of all time. Well, it is, but it, it it I saw Magic Johnson in there and, and Muhammad Ali and Dusty Rhodes on the set of NWA Pro. Yeah, what the hell? They're trying to get over what a big time generational feud. John Cena versus Randy Orton really is. Okay. All right. So they're comparing it to all the great sports rivalries in history. Okay. Got it. 
but fans at the time did not see it that way. They weren't, the fans weren't into this rivalry. Well, they saw it too much. Oh, so they, they ran this match into the ground. Yes. Okay. Where, you know, we don't care what you're doing to it now. Like you you can put it in a hell in a cell. You can make it last man standing. We've seen it Uh forever. Okay. Like, as I looked it up on cage match right now, uh-huh. cause you can search by matches. They they've been in 336 matches together. Oh my God. So like we fucking got it, bro. Okay. 336. Not all of them were on TV. I mean, I, right. I yeah, yeah, right. Just, right. Still, that's a lot. Would you agree? Yeah. It's yeah. That's kind of, uh, let's compare. All right. Let's, let's just take a look at old Richard. Yeah. And let's see how many matches he had with with Dusty. Dusty. Okay. 274. <laughs> I was going to say 500, but, uh, and because, 290. Oh God. Because they wrestled. Okay. I don't want to, I don't want to disparage cage match. Sting's it's, 68. Okay. It's, it's a pretty good, uh, resource. Yeah. Um, you think that's accurate? I don't know. I mean, I'm just trying to shit on WWE. Won't you join me? <laughs> I no, the reason I think that come on, Flair and Dust, they used to wrestle every night together sometimes. Have you ever read your reviews on Cage Match? No. It's tremendous. Hmm. You got a 7.11 rating. Oh, that's tremendous. From 112 votes. Okay. There's 39 comments. Here's the most recent one. Oh, Jesus. It's from this year. Tony Schiavone has had a pretty long career in the wrestling business, which he deserves credit for. He's remembered for being the lead commentator for WCW for a while. But before that, he had a pretty lengthy career as an interviewer. Today, I sort of feel the rose tinted glasses are firmly on people's faces when listening to his insipid commentary on AEW. (laughs) And at one time he was pretty dependable. Mm-hmm. But never once was Tony Schiavone the best commentator in the business. And that's important to be the best commentator in the business. <clears throat> Here's another. That's not, that's enough. Tony Schiavone was for the most part, a pretty hey. damn good commentator. Okay. But every now and again, he'd have a show where he was just completely awful. Mm-hmm. I only have experience with him from WCW though. Mm-hmm. Here's one. I don't know why, but whenever I see Tony on TV, it makes me happy. I love his work. He does a good job creating good vibes. Mm. Here's one. Oh, Tony isn't the most energetic guy on commentary, but I'll always be a big fan of his for his long and excellent career. Mm. Current laid back. Tony is still going strong and well. Yeah. He works best when he's paired with a commentator that provides more energy. He's good at enhancing his partner. Mm. Mm. Okay. Well, I always thought energy was a part of my game. Because I can get excited about bullshit like I'm talking to right now. Okay, announcer wasn't as good as some of the other guys like Bobby Heenan, Jim Ross, or Gordon Soley. To tell you the truth, are you, are I you really was interested in him? Are you are are you running out of shit to talk about here? Not the greatest commentator in our sport by any means. Yeah. He is pretty underrated. Mm-hmm. He had to deal with some really silly stuff in WCW, but I think he did the best he could, and he's certainly tons better than Mark Madden. Mm. Whoa. The only major issue I ever had with him was how he would talk over a lot of the ring in ring promos. 
Uh-huh. I think the announced team should just shut up and let the wrestlers talk. Was that from Eric Bischoff? No. That's fun. <laughs> funny oh, oh, this is, oh, listen, you were getting varied scores here. Six, eight, six, seven, nine, nine, six, eight, six, seven, nine, seven, ten, eight, five, six, eight, and then check this one out. One. Wow. Easily one of the worst I've ever heard. Gratingly insincere most of the time with ludicrous penchant for saying everything he sees is the greatest in the history of our sport. Worked poorly with almost every partner. Had no idea how to work with Jesse Ventura. <laughs> Was painfully jealous of Mike Tanay's wrestling knowledge. Jealous. And frequently insulting to Bobby Heenan on air with no storyline reason to do so. Shouting at him to shut up or saying he was stupid. Mm, he tried to hoard information. But he oh, harder than those around him on air. Oh, there we go. Once in a blue moon, he'd have a good night. So I won't give him a zero, but he was so bad. Most of the time it's very close. Anyway, mm. I'm pretty sure he's some sort of creature pretending to be human. See Halloween <laughs> Havoc 93 for further information. Seriously, though, a very poor talent who's mostly insufferable at times. Let's not forget his venomous butts and seats comment that mm. helped WCW lose the Monday Night War. Mm-hmm. So he wasn't even helping his company in the end. God knows I would have switched over to Raw just so I could hear Jim Ross instead of this man. I love the word venomous. Wow. Can you believe people are this fucking dumb? Yeah, I do. It's shocking. Oh God. Horrible people in the world. Meanwhile, match 350 between these two. Yep. And the fans are kind of not really reacting much to it. Why? Because they've seen it so many times. Was the, were they, were they juicing back then? No, I'm glad you bring that up. Okay. This is from the observer. Orton rubs Cena's face into the cage. I'm not someone advocating blood in this day and age, and I get why they don't do it. It's not worth the risk of hepatitis or blood transmitted diseases. People say it makes no sense to do cage matches with no blood, but we have to live with that. That said, I don't see rubbing someone's face into the cage when you can't do blood. That makes no sense. Yeah, I agree with that. I mean, that would be, I don't see how you can do it. Could you? I mean, why don't we take, why don't we take uh, Dave Silva's face and rub into a cage and see oh. how long it takes for it to bleed? Tread it like a head of lettuce. I would love yeah. to. Yeah. But Randy, always, please always know where your table is or your chair. Always know where it is before you get in the ring. And you don't have to look for it. That happens so many times. Have you noticed that? It happens everywhere. They know they're going to go for the gimmick on the outside, and they look on the wrong side. Yeah. It's like, oh, Jesus. And it really doesn't take up that much time, but in reality, when I'm watching it and we're doing the show, it it seems like it's taking forever for them to find it. By the way, the match after this is Seamus and Miz. Seamus and Miz. Yeah. And then Rusev and Big Show. Ooh. And then AJ Lee over Page. 
Okay. Then your main event, Seth Rollins and Dean Ambrose. And we're going to have a match where Dean Ambrose does not have blood. Really? (laughs) Hard to imagine, isn't it? (laughs) Yes, it is. Meanwhile, in the ring. Man, you guys have a hell of a fucking women's roster. Hadn't looked at the website in a while. Mm -hmm. You got a hell of a crew. Yeah, we do. We really do. Talented ladies. And you know, the, the, the problem with, uh, with a really good roster, dude. Like I haven't seen it in a while. Yeah. All together like this. I was watching the program, but you know, it's different to see it all laid out, man. That's a crew dude. Congrats to Willow Nightingale, by the way, getting her AEW contract over the weekend. What a, what a, one of those, to me, she's kind of like Riho in that when she walks out, she kind of makes you smile. Universally loved in wrestling though. Yeah. I think so. Yeah. Proud of her. I really am proud of her. Well, this cage match has, uh, not much going on, does it? They're going 25 minutes, dude. Yeah, I, and I get that. What I'm saying is is that uh, I just kind of think it's kind of hard to follow what we've seen already. Oh, I agree with that. Yeah. I, I've mentioned this before. The positioning in a show is very, is very important, and wrestlers are very sensitive to it. Yeah, Everybody on a show. You know, if you're watching backstage, you're watching the match before them, before you, you want them to have a good match. You want to have a good show, but if it's too good, sometimes the wrestlers will look at it and go, Oh, how am I going to follow this shit? Yeah, for real. Or they'll even look at the rundown of the show and go, Oh God, how am I going to follow them? Because it's, it's a fact that fans get into something and regardless of your match is good or not. They're kind of uh, peaked out by now. So, and as you can see, the fans are just like, mm. and this wide shot here, it's a pretty good wide shot though. So are, are you in, uh, you in favor of the old style cage around the, uh, apron on the apron. Remember how they used to do it? Yeah. I mean, it looked- I like this version better. You do? Yeah. Okay. I think it allows for more. I like the idea they can do spots like that. Yeah. And they can brawl around the ring and there can be gimmicks under the ring. Yeah. They can run the ropes and not bang into it. Like I like this version. Yeah. You know what? I agree with you. There's obviously I grew up on the other one. Yeah. The traditionalist in me likes that one better, but when you just think about if we're put, trying to give guys stuff in their toolbox to make the match more interesting, uh-huh. this probably allows them more creative freedom. Yeah. Interesting too, to see a referee on the outside standing in the, uh, basically on the rampway there. I mean, none of this, none of these matches are nothing. There's nothing going to happen that he can call in reality, right? The referee's in the ring. There was a referee standing on the outside. I promise you, I just saw one. He's probably there by the door. Okay. Make sure nobody tries to get in. All right. Got it. 
So, like, if Brock Lesnar wanted to get in, this referee would stop him. He'd say, hey, 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 hey. And then Brock would beat him the fuck up. (laughs) Yeah, that's right. Hey, you know what else I like here? And I just, I didn't realize until right now. What? White ring posts. You like that? I do. That does a, a great job of illuminating the ring area. I, I like, as you know, I like a bright ring area. And, you know, we, you and I talked about so many times about the, the old WCW dark mat. Remember that you really liked yeah. and I hate it. Yeah. Yeah. I like white because white is reflective and now you got white ropes. Well, you got pink, obviously they're, you know, they're promoting breast cancer awareness and, but I like the white ropes and basically a, a very, very light gray mat. And then the white. Yeah, I like it. I just like putting a lot of attention, a lot of, co- a lot of, uh, ref- a lot of brightness to the, uh, to the ring. I like this. Boy, Randy can really go. Can he? Dude, one of the most talented He's off TV right now, but I, I'm excited for him to come back because that dude can go, man. Um, why is he off TV right now? I think he had surgery. Okay. He, he, I don't know for sure he had surgery, but he needed to rehab something. Yeah. He's an injury. These kids today, man. They are in for a tough time in their life in the later years. They really are. There's, I don't think so. I think they're going to be fine. No, your body cannot. Well, but here's what I'm saying. Randy Orton, he was on the rough and tumble crazy schedule, but guys who are coming up right now, <clears throat> they're working one day a week, Tony. They're getting more time. Yeah, that's that's a good point. More time to recover, more time at home. Mm-hmm. You know, the part that has really fucked with so many guys for so long is when they get hurt, it's not like they can go home and have somebody take care of them. Yeah. They got to make a town tomorrow morning at 5 a.m. Yeah. It's like Mick Foley, right? Yeah. Yeah. Like he was never able to just, you know, and back in the day, you couldn't take time off for an injury. You rub some dirt on it because you were going to lose your spot and weren't going to get paid. Well, now with guaranteed contracts, you can, you can work, work it out a little bit. Yeah, but still, the, just like, let's give an example. Darby Allen, the crazy okay, stuff different. that he does, right? That's different. Yeah. Just, uh, wow. How about that? Flipped over the table when he was on someone's shoulders. That was pretty freaking cool. And the reason it was cool, you don't see that much. That's right. Yeah. Something different. <clears throat> Because wrestlers and and this goes all the way back to the Ric Flair era, right? Have a tendency to redo things over and over and over, and fans yes. come to expect it. And some fans like it, and some fans don't. To me, I I always thought we needed to see Ric Flair climb up on top, right? I think he still likes to climb up on top, and and on top of the turnbuckles. Yeah, all that. Yeah, and then. And then a person come to get him and grab him. He go, no, shake his head. No. And then I love he, 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 he goes, no, <laughs> no. Shake his head, no, no, 
That's what he does. And then they beat him off the top. Just, you know. Oh, God. Ric Flair. Rick I, I asked him this week on the show, how, what year did he first accidentally? Maybe he did it on purpose. Maybe he did it intentionally. Well, who knows with that man, dude, he's part of your family. What does that mean? <laughs> it means you got to deal with him on a, on a weekly daily basis. I don't have to, I'm a better person for it. Oh, what a move. Let me say this. RKO one, two, no. And he kicked out. There's some fucking idiots out there. <laughs> really? Yeah. That's what Twitter's done. Twitter's been able for us to identify the idiots. I saw I saw Facebook. Okay. Some asshole was putting out RIP memorial images of Steve McMichael. And Steve McMichael's still fucking with us. Who does that? You're a fuck. No, uh, you, you know what that was? That's just shit, man. Yeah, that the I Okay, I hate to defend idiots here. All right, what? What? Well, give me a second here. Do you know we had uh, we had a we had a death in in AEW this past week? Yes, sir. Okay. Uh, and his nickname was Mongo. So I'm thinking some idiot misread it. Fuck them. Yeah, no, you're right. Fuck them is right. Why? Why go to the trouble of making memorial photos? Mm-hmm. Without doing a little checking. Yeah. Because they're fucking idiots. I'm t- I'm telling you, idiocy is not just being an asshole. It's really being stupid. Well, I didn't think it was cool. No, you're right. I, I, I you're, gave a lot of folks a scare. And, and I'm not trying to defend what he, what this idiot did. I'm not trying to defend it. Tell us about your Mongo, the AEW production guy who okay. uh, died way, way too young from what I understand. Oh yeah, he was. Uh, he had a, a a young family, and uh, Mongo was Brian was. Uh, his father worked for AEW. Uh, I'm sorry, worked for Impact TNA. His father worked for WCW, and I didn't have that much experience with him as far as just saying hello to him because you know he worked in the truck, but I know he was a very very big part of our family. And uh, so he's like a second generation, you know, wrestling guy. And, and I think uh, his death shocked us all. It it really, really made it a very tough uh, TV taping for the production crew for a live TV show on Friday. Uh, but I, I think it just kind of illustrates what a lot of people don't realize. And unfortunately, a death had a death had to do that. What they don't realize is how hard these people behind the scenes work. No one gets it. You have to do what I have done many times is you go in the back, show is over, you're getting dressed, talking to your friends a little bit, and then you walk out and you see these, all these people who work in the truck help load and unload. That's, that's big time work, buddy. Watch a, watch a loadout. Okay. There are people they hire to load out, but they're also production people who help doing that. Uh, and just, just watch how hard they work. Just people don't get that, man. They just watch Cena and Orton and listen to the announcers and see the ring announcer, the referee and they think, Oh boy, 
These guys put on a good show. Buddy, you think you could do it without putting up the ring or doing the pyro or that big video board you're seeing right now or the production or a video engineer like Mongo? You can't do it, man, without the talented people we got behind the scenes. And he was one, but he was also talented and also loved and also respected. Well said, Tony. Well, they are not... They are not letting a replay pass without showing that uh, video game. That's that's pretty cool. I'm trying to sell some games, maybe. That, that's well, yeah, again, that's well. That's somebody behind the scenes coming up with that. What's Randy Orton doing now? Stalking the referee? Oh, he thought it was three again. Yeah, who's this referee here? That's Chad Patton. Let me look. <clears throat> I made a, an audible call today, Tony. You made an audible? When I hung up with you, I was planning to uh was planning to record with Who's that guy in Wyoming? Eric Bischoff. Eric Bischoff. That will not be happening today. Oh, okay. A little under the weather. He is or you are? I am. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, I thought that was Chad Patton. I think that's him. Could be worse. You could have to uh, be recording with that uh, that redneck hillbilly from Tennessee. I do that on Mondays. Uh huh. So I gotta hope I'm better. Yeah. Yeah, you gotta be on top of your game for that. I'm sure. Yeah, he's uh, especially last week where he was trying to. Bust my balls about Tennessee winning for the first time since yeah. his son was alive. Yeah. Hey, Tennessee's legit. I think we all know that. But they took, didn't they take the goalpost and throw it in the river? Yes, they did. <sighs> they, they just floated past my house last week. Yeah. You can't, uh, you can't hide stupid, buddy. No. Then they did a GoFundMe for the goalpost. Did they? I'm not making <laughs> that up. Well, it's because the school guy gets fined for this, right? Yeah. They had to pay a $100,000 fine. Yeah. Look at this. He is going to try to throw this over top. He's got the steps, the ringside steps, the steel steps. Oh, my God. That's freaking cool. Can you imagine if, if he hit that? Oh, he'd have killed him. I don't think he would have died. But. Well, he could have. Could have severed an artery or something. Those edges flying through the air. You could die from accidentally licking a butthole. Oh, I know that. I know you could. But there are no sharp edges there. You don't know what's in there. I, I'm i not going to argue about what's in a butthole with you during a match. Eric Rottencrotch has probably oh. seen some things. Okay. See? So our friend. The, the lowest common denominator Always goes back to your friends. You, you, you need to, you need to sit down sometime and take a look, take a look at the list of the guys that are, you consider your friends and who are on your text chain. And you need to just start striking out names and say, you know what? Go hang out with Corey Ryan Forster. Leave me alone. Why would I do that? I don't like to alienate my friends like you did with Bobby Heenan. Oh Lord. Oh, lo- look at that. Boom. That's going to be the finish. One, two. Well, you no, were, hell you were no. Fast on that, didn't you? Huh? Yeah. I see how it is. 
Hey, so I asked our friend who's only done it three times in his life. Oh, okay. How did you only do it three times in your life? He says, well, I prefer to hang out with the other area. Mm-hmm. And I said, oh, okay. So we made a list of the things that come out of each. Mm-hmm. I think we should turn that into a t-shirt. What do you think? Mm. We turn everything into a t-shirt. Why not? Yeah. Why not? Shout out to our buddy, Ryan Duff on that, by the way. Dude, this is, is it just me? Or is this feel like the longest match that ever was? It's, it's unbelievable. You know what else I don't like about it? Two guys with dark tights. Give me some color. How did Vince ever allow this to happen? You think anybody's confusing the two, Tony? They're not, but you still, no, they're not, but you still have to. You got a little Jimmy Hart in you. Mm. <laughs> I guess I do, man. Oh, by the way, Jimmy Hart's still out there. Still being Jimmy Hart. Thank goodness. I saw a picture of him recently. I'm thinking, God, he looks the same. He looks the same. There's another one. How many false finishes do you think we've had so far? How many what? False finishes? Oh, my God. 45? No, it's it's north of 20. So since Cena was wrestling here, right? Yep. Arn Anderson was the coach here. Did you hear about this uh, this idiot? <laughs> what? I know we, we don't talk about uh, podcast, uh, politics on the show, but oh god, there's some idiot <clears throat> who's running for. I guess he's like a NYC congressional candidate. Okay. And he's what he calls sex positive. Okay. I think think the idea is he wants to make prostitution legal. Okay. And I think he's like pro pornography and all that. Yeah. Well, I guess, and this is not made up. Okay. He feels so strongly that he put out his own sex tape. Yeah. Like I think he hooked up with an OnlyFans girl, filmed it, and released it. Uh-huh. Sort of put his money where his mouth is, so to speak. Yeah. You think that guy gets more or less than a dozen votes? More. Are you suggesting that you would vote for a guy who puts no. out on sex tape? I'm suggesting there are more than 12 idiots out there up in New York City. You know there are. I really can't believe that that's a real thing. Oh, I can. I, I, nothing, nothing shocks me anymore, anymore. Nothing. Hey, don't just take my word that I'm for pornography and prostitution. Mm-hmm. Here's Paul Wiener with the lady of the evening. Y'all enjoy. Vote for me. I guess, you know, that is maybe a change of pace because a lot of times people who are running for office, they got secrets. They want to hide from me. This guy's like, nope, I paid her and we're going to do it. Here's my ween. Mm-hmm. Take a look. That's it. John Cena wins. Do you think if you leaked a tape like that, we'd have to use our iPhone fingers and expand? 
Yeah, you probably would, Conrad. I think I would. You probably would. Wink, 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 wink. There, you know, uh, I often wondered if an if an opponent or if a, a politician, yeah, who was in a debate, let's say, right, right, any 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 level, they have a debate, okay, any I'll level from the president all the way down, would actually talk in real terms sometimes how that would play it, okay. In other words, my opponent has something to say. And we get argumentative and I go, fuck you. Didn't Trump kind of do that? Did he ever say the F word? I don't think so, but you're right. Yeah. You're saying you want F bombs. Yeah. Fuck you. You are so full of shit. Can you believe this line cocksucker? I just <laughs> wondered if they would say that on a debate, how that would be received. I think it would get over. I think it would get over too. I, I think it would. I think people would say, oh man. That's a real person. That's a real person. So you see Cena and, and Heyman having a little stare off. Yeah. Cena, of course, wants Brock Lesnar. Everybody knows that Paul Heyman is the advocate. Yeah. Was Paul, was, was Heyman back there eating a hot dog? Did you notice that? No, I did. He was counting his money. Okay. I think he was, I think he was eating something. I think he had gone to the concession stand for like the 15th time. Hey, speaking of eating something, have I told you what uh, me and Dre and Cassio discovered a few weeks ago? What's that? Chocolatey paydays. Whoa. So it's a payday dipped in chocolate. Whoa. We saw a commercial before it and I thought, what? We just happened to stop and get gas and Dre came out with three of them and he immediately leapfrogged Cassio on the best friend scale for me. And I was like, dude, what the hell? Chocolate covered paydays. I had wow. one. It was fantastic. Can't find another one now. Payday right. in its in itself is wonderful. Fantastic. But now yeah. imagine if that dude was covered in chocolate. Wow, that's fantastic. Recommended if you see one. I'd never even heard of it. It must be must be just out, brand new. I saw a TV commercial for it, and I had never seen or heard of it either. Right. But I had one. Two thumbs up. So speaking of thumbs up, what do you think about the show so far? It's dragging ass for me right now. Yeah, the, this this hell in a cell match drug ass. About ten oh, minutes too long. Yeah, but we started out, buddy. Hot. Yeah. Absolutely. He does a good job. Yeah. Did it. At, I love the. I love the entrance way too. I, I love that. Oh, here's my man. Big show. And uh, oh, what are they saying right now? What do you think they're saying? <laughs> hey, so yeah, Shivani says that. I'm going to be the best color commentator ever on elevation. Not you, not you. You get it? Not you. Ooh, like, Ooh, Ooh. It should I? Uh, yeah. Go. Yeah. You're, I want to go out there. I want you to say to me, I want you to say it's time for the main event. Can you say that for me? Can you say it for me? I said, can you say it for me? Talk, look up at me when I'm talking to you. Can you say it's time for the main event for me? Say shit, motherfucker. Keep on walking. I gotta fucking get that Mark Henry kind of gig. He had the best gig in wrestling. Yeah, he does a little bit more behind the scenes than you would think. I'm sure he does, but that on air, yeah, hard to beat. Yeah, like a sore Peter. Well, you know what? You know what? It's it's become a it's become a 
hate to say iconic, but it's become a, a regular thing for us. Fans are waiting for him to say it's time yeah, for the main absolutely. event. Yeah. You got to find your, you got to find your catchphrase. Like for instance, that's exactly right. JR. We're all waiting to say that. Yeah. Butts and seats best in the history of wrestling. Uh, but like for instance, how much has scissoring got caught on? Oh man. Is that something or what? When was the last time you were doing some scissoring? Scissoring? Have you ever done scissoring? Oh yeah, we do scissoring all the time. Oh good. Yeah. It's it's a form of a handshake. Oh, I'm at between your legs. Oh, geez. You're always going to the lowest common denominator, aren't you? That's what it is. Okay. No, it's not. It's a handshake, dude. You think that's what they're referencing? Yes. Tony. Well, let me ask you this. When they used to come out on WWE programming, uh-huh. yell for everyone to suck it. Uh-huh. They talking about fudge sickles. Probably. You don't not, think they're not, not, not fudge sickles. No, not fudge sickles. Cause you get chocolate all over your mouth. Probably like popsicles, like banana pops or, you know, lime or something. What is, what are we looking at right now? We're, we're looking at the Miz. Let's uh-huh. look right here. Damn good stunt double. One that I am truly proud to call my friend. They'd be interrupted by the man who Miz faces tonight, the U.S. champion, Sheamus. You get the idea. So it's it's Miz Dow. It's Damian Sandow doing a stunt double routine. It's fantastic. Okay. Was, this was a comedy match. Really, the match was a backdrop for Miz Dow's comedy. Sheamus would do a move, and Miz Dow would sell it on the outside better than Miz. Fans <laughs> were chanting, Miz Dow's awesome. You're going to love this if you've never really seen it before, by the way. Oh, I see. He's copying everything he does. Everything he does. That's pretty cool. It's a great gimmick. I loved it, and they killed it way too soon. I have jokes I could make right now, but now that I understand the rules, mm-hmm. I can't make them. Mm-hmm. Good. Don't. But you just based don't. on that, you know what the jokes could be. Yes. And you would have laughed. Yes. If we were contractually allowed. Right. Not, not we, me. I'm not going to do it though. Good. Here we go with a great match. I'm not going to do it. Okay. I always like Seamus and Cesaro together as a tag team. Hey, let me ask you this. I was at the boot recently hanging out with Dre and Cassio and it came up. Yeah. In conversation. When you take a shower and clean out your butthole. Do you use a wash rag for that? Or do you go bare hand? Uh, wash rag. Cassio is a wash ragger. Mm-hmm. Dre and I, we just, you know, soap it up and go bare hand. Mm. Cassio thought that was crazy. That is crazy. You guys are lazy. Some bitches. Why are we lazy? We're getting just, just, just reach for a rag. You're too lazy to reach for a freaking rag. Why do you need the rag? It feels like you're bringing in unnecessary pieces. I don't get no, that. No. Cause the rag, rag has it has now. I find myself watching him on the outside of the ring more than I'm watching what's in the ring. You know what? And, and like, 
It's fun, is it not? It, it is. And and probably after uh after thinking about it, Miz probably thinking, you're right. They're watching him more than me. Yeah. I don't think Miz probably cared. Yeah, probably not. Miz is like an MVP for a wrestling organization. Uh, you know what? I was backstage uh, many years ago at the WWE event when Arn Anderson brought me back and Miz was back there. I never got a chance to meet him. Look at Miz now. I love this. <laughs> Shout out to the Mizdows and yeah. the Brandon Cutlers of the world who yeah. do their best to entertain us on the outside. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Peter Avalon's another one. Does his best to entertain us being just over the top silly. You love uh, you a pretty Peter, don't you? Also, uh, Wow. He hit, he hit his, his own stunt double, his own stunt double. Can't do that. Shame. JBL's hat just sitting right there, man. You think somebody's going to shit in it? (laughs) Not in this day and age. I don't know. I think 30 30 years ago, maybe. Did you ever shit in anybody's gear? No, 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 no. But I know that happened. Well, hang on. Let me ask you this. Were you really no. ever in wrestling then? I'm only going to hang around long enough to shit in somebody's gear bag. And then I'm out. I'm just checking boxes, you know? No, I, I would, I would never, even people that I don't like. It was like run a live show, run a wrestling event, do commentary, yeah, run a convention, do a UK tour. I'm just checking boxes, but shitting in a bag. Yeah. That's on the list, man. I got to check the box. Also put uh, a roast turkey and a couple of pumpkin pies in Paulie's Heyman's bag. That would be good. That's not a rib, though. That's a reward. That's Well, that's, yeah, he would expect that. And you probably couldn't fit it in there for all the sandwiches that are in there. Look at uh, just. What's your go-to sandwich around the house? You a bologna guy? <sighs> no, I'm not. Uh, I'm more of a, uh, a ham, a ham guy, boar's head, uh, smokehouse type black forest ham. That's the best. Where is this black forest at? Uh, it's in the, uh, it's in the black woods. Where are the black woods? Uh, it's on the black continent. Where's the black continent? It's, uh, you, you would have to, you would have to watch, have watched game of Thrones. Is this legit? Like. Ham from Germany. I don't know. I just know it tastes good. Black forest ham is a variety of dry cured smoked ham produced in the black forest region of Germany. Wow. Hey, you know what? The, one of the greatest sandwiches I've ever eaten is. I I, I got two. Oh, you really liked it. Yeah. I just, I ate one yesterday. Okay. It was a grilled cheese. Okay. Right, with bacon and tomato. No. Grilled cheese with bacon and apple butter. Oh wow, that sounds really bad. <laughs> really? Yeah, I don't I don't that doesn't sound good to me. Okay. And then in Atlanta, they have an Atlanta uh Publix has an Atlanta Falcons. They may have it in in Huntsville as well. I doubt Atlanta, it. Atlanta Falcons sub. Okay. 
Okay. It is uh, chicken nuggets, you know, fried mm-hmm. chicken nuggets that they cut up on a sub with mayonnaise, sriracha, and peach preserves. That's right. I just Googled it. And bacon. And then they, they sprinkle on the bacon like this uh, maple sprinkle on the bacon. And they heat it up, and that maple makes the bacon a maple type. It's freaking phenomenal. Can only eat half though, because it's a big it's sandwich. Lo- yeah, it's a big sandwich, and it it's about sixteen hundred calories for the oh, entire boy. sandwich. Wow. <clears throat> yeah, I was gonna say when you started talking about an Atlanta Falcon sub, mm-hmm. it's probably my initial thought was it's got to be disappointing. <laughs> Especially on Super Bowl Sunday, it starts off really good, but by the end, you just hate it and it's terrible. You think the you think they'll ever even if they win a Super Bowl, they'll ever live that down? No, I don't think the Falcons will ever win a Super Bowl. Okay, you may be right. It just they will they will never live that down. Twenty eight to three Jones. Yeah, I actually watched that Super Bowl in Las Vegas. Mm-hmm. We had some fun in Vegas, didn't we? With the exception of some of the things that went on, but what you had a great time with diamond in that mellow yellow zero. I don't know what you're talking about there. I know. I just make stuff up here on the show. You sure do. Everybody knows it's just theater of the mind. That's right. You think I really had a conversation with someone about licking butt this week, or I really met a baloney gym. Do you think I even have a friend whose alias is River River Agua Davis? River Agua Davis? Yeah. Are you serious? Yeah. <laughs> River Agua Davis. You like that? <laughs> hey, if we got a pond water Dave, why can't we have a River Agua Davis? There's some wacky people in the world, and most of them are your friends. I do have a wide and varied group of friends. Oh, you do, man. Uh, that's we're going to have a new U.S. champion here. One, two. No, he kicked out. Um, yeah, that's because you're you're such a good friend. Everybody just kind of migrates to you. And you always pick up the tab. That helps too. No, I was like, man, he's being nice. It's coming. (laughs) He's going to bust my balls in just a minute. It's coming. You wait. (laughs) And there it is. Yeah. You busting people's balls. Hmm. That's what you do. Never heard of that one, buddy. All I do is I'm nice and I support people and lift them up. Oh, by the way, here it is. Okay. I'm ready. Okay. I'm ready. <laughs> well, let me do go. This got to be the finish here. Yeah. I'm kind of excited about whatever you're about to tell No, me. you screenshotted Steve Lyons from 1998 showing that world six man tag team belt. Oh, yes. You, you sent it to me. And the person said a replica. And I'm thinking, no, dude. That ain't that's, a replica. That's the real thing. Yeah. So again, we know where it is. And you straight fucked me. 
and they rubbed it in my face. <laughs> you straight fuck. You did. You told me I could have it. It was mine. You can't have it. It is yours. Where, well, I've we never just, seen it. We just have to go get it. What look, you look, get in a freak, get in a, get in an airplane, get in your private plane let, let me or, ask get in, you this. or get in your tour bus and go to San Diego and we'll work it out. I'll join you there. I don't we'll, have a fucking tour bus. Okay. Whatever you got. Can you, you not can make a trip out there? I'll, I'll pay for your airfare. If you'll go with me and explain it and let's get the belt and come back. Yes. While we're out there, I'll even get you a public sub. <laughs> Look at Sandow. <laughs> that's me and you getting the belt. <laughs> that's you on the left. That's me on the right. <laughs> I do like the YMCA weekend. <clears throat> Bernie's bit. <laughs> Who's having more fun with this man or JBL? <laughs> Uh, we probably should listen to the commentary here. See if you can. Oh, they just stopped. Well, there you go. You got to see a little Mizdale. I'm glad you got to see that. Yeah, man. It was cool. Next up, we're going to see Bree and Nikki. Little follow up from that whole that'll be the assistant Jones routine. Okay. And then your favorite, Rusev and Big right. Show. I can't right. wait to see that one, buddy. Let's track it here. To make my dinner reservation? Yes. Hey, where's my smoothie? Here. Thank you. Did you put three bananas in it like I asked? Yes. Did you put four blueberries? Yes. And what about the strawberries? Five. Good. That one was for you. Now go and make me mine the same exact way and bring it to my hotel room. Go, go, go. Can I dump a smoothie on your head? No, never have. Well, wait a minute. Yes. I asked, yeah. can I? You've had one dumped on your head? Yes. It, w- it was on AEW one time. Oh, I don't watch. It was uh, Aaron's uh, QT Marshall did. Oh, that's right. Fuck him. Yeah. Nobody likes him. No, they don't. No, they don't. American Airlines Arena. Mm. You ever yeah. been there? Uh, no, I think the only place that in WCW land that we ran was the old Reunion Arena. Hey, uh, since you've been back in wrestling, yeah. towns with A-Dub, yeah. you've told us before that once upon a time, the giant would come into your locker room in WCW, the announcer's locker room, and just yeah, lay the biggest cables of all time. Yeah. Just really pile up, you know, yeah. stinky hill. Yeah, it was terrible. The, has that happened in AEW? Is he running around dropping mega deuces in your room these days? No, no. Society has changed. 
what about you though? Have you, uh, do you remember one particular show where maybe you had had one of those Atlanta Falcon subs and it was coming back at you? I mean, you had a real situation. I, I think I've told you this. I will only take a shit in two places at home and the hotel where I'm staying Okay, in my, in my room. That's the only two places. But I'm saying sometimes you get sick, Tony. It happens to all of us. And no, you, you can't never, help. It's coming never, out. No. You ever shit your pants doing commentary ever? By accident. No, not doing commentary, but I have shit my pants. Was it doing play by play for the, uh, a regular sports league? No, no. Tell us about the, the time when you shit your pants. Uh, God, it was just recently. Uh, oh, really? Oh, yeah. Good. I like this. Uh, it was, we were, uh, it was when we had two shows in Washington, right? You know, recently. Yep. Okay. We had a, a dynamite and a, and a rampage. And I'm, uh, I go to dynamite. After dynamite is over, I drive to my sister's house. Lois sustained the entire weekend at my sister's house which is two hours outside of DC basically. And I have all of Thursday where I can hang out with my sister and my friends. And then Friday, uh, Friday morning, I can go to drive back to Washington for the show. And as I'm driving back to Washington, the show, I have gas. Oh, and I try to pass that gas and it comes out liquidly. So I got to pull over to a, a station, go in, find some wipes, buy some wipes, go into the restroom, throw my underwear away. Yes. Didn't rinse them, just threw them in the trash can. Tidy whities or boxers? It's boxers. Oh, wow. It's boxer briefs. Mm. Uh, so because it was briefs. That like kept it a little contained, right? Yeah. But of course I always travel, always travel with extra pairs of underwear. Always. So you had an extra pair in your trunk? Yes. In my bag. Now, do you travel with extra underwear in case you shit your pants? Yes. So you, you have a history of shitting your pants. Well, you're, you're going to find at, at a certain age, <laughs> it'll happen. Mm-hmm. So, so yeah, that's when it happened. And we've been talking about shit over what seems to be a very, very emotional video with Paul big show who is, uh, in with the troops and serious and Rusev who's shitting on America along with, with Lana, who looks as always like a million bucks. So well, I mean, I really appreciate you being transparent and telling us how you all shit your pants. Mm-hmm. I don't Always, think my wife would let me travel with an extra pair of underwear. She wouldn't. No. Really, your wife? Your wife is the one that tells you what to pack and what not to pack. Well, she does pack my bag. Yeah, she does pack your bag. Fuck yeah! Why do you got a you, wife if you're, you're Jesus you're, criminy, dude? What's what? You get married to pack your own bag. Ooh, you and Lois would have lasted a week. I wouldn't have married Lois. No, yeah, there was only one person in the world would have done that. Yeah. Thank you're t- you're talking with him, um, but yeah, I always always pack extra underwear. Always, you, I, I, I why I, do I, you pack your own bag? Okay, what's she busy doing? Okay, 
Well, because of, because I travel so much, I've I've got I got a bag that almost always stays packed. Yeah, I do too. Like yeah. as soon as I come home, she like redoes my bathroom bag, and it's oh. for the next trip. She God. reloads me. I'm ready to roll. Make sure the charger's in there, charges up my headphones, make sure the wet wipes are ready to roll for the next trip. I'm all restocked and ready to roll. Yeah. Guess I got a little last minute travel. And then I tell her, Hey, I'm gone for so many nights. She just fucking ready to go. So I'll wake up, take a shower and my bags in the hallway, ready to roll. See, that's called making good life choices. Tony. It's a wonderful woman. You've married. Are you damn right? I can hear in there rattling pots and pans. I'm fixing to eat breakfast. Well, yeah, uh, Rusev uh, Miro has leaned up, hasn't he? he? You know, he looked good back then. Yeah. He looks twice as good now. Oh, he's, God, he's a monster. How about his presentation, too? Listen to her. Okay. You claim to have the largest athlete, the big show. He is impressive. In Russia, we have the super athlete, the Bulgarian brute, Rusev. Tonight, two superpowers will collide globally for the supremacy of the world. So I ask you for once to be respectful and rise for the playing of the Russian national anthem. You think that'll happen? Tony, she was so fantastic with him in this presentation. Mm-hmm. Uh, not talking about what they're doing these days. I just mean in this era, I thought they were the one of the best acts around. It was very reminiscent of the whole Rocky four presentation, right? Them together, dude, just fantastic. I mean, the next year he rode a fucking tank to the ring to fight yeah. John Cena at WrestleMania. Like it's such a cool presentation. The idea they broke it up is just one of the biggest head scratchers of all time. Yeah. And I, you know, I, I don't know what she wants to do or her aspirations are or whatever, but I, I, I hope one day we get to see that that combination together with that sort of feel again, because that just felt big time to me. Yeah. I loved it. I, I agree with you. I, I like it a lot. I like the fact that he's wrestling without boots too. That's, that's unique for a guy, his size to do that. Meltzer, uh, gave this one two and a quarter stars. And it's well, a, t- gave t- a suplex, which should have been made into a bigger spot. He just did it like it was another move. The finish, just so you know, that Rusev is getting over here. He's getting a push here. His submission is called the accolade. Is that the same as the game over? I don't know. Yeah. That he uses. Uh, I'm not saying this to be ugly. I don't remember Rusev's AEW finish. Okay. Not trying to be a shithead. Just yeah. saying. Well, you know, he and uh, he and his wife 
are big into video games. Yeah. yeah. He's a streamer. He's yeah. a gamer. You know, I play a video game almost every day and I should, uh, I should stream and I've only done it like a couple of times. I have fun doing it. I don't know why I don't do it anymore. I'd rather stick my own finger up my own ass. Wow. Well, you know, that shows you how different we are. Yeah. I, I like video games. You don't. Correct. My wife would never pack a bag for me. Yours. It's just part of what she does. I don't ask her to do it. I, that's what I'm saying. It's part of what she does. Yeah. See, here's what happens, Tony. When you go fishing, right? You've been fishing before, right? Right. You keep the trophy ones. You throw the rest of them back. Right. I know that now. Yes. I obviously wasn't. I just, the first one that I caught. You were like, well, this is my favorite fish ever. Yeah. <laughs> it was your it only looks good. Fish, wow. Look, look how, look how beautiful that fish is. I'm, I'm keeping that fish. Yeah. Yeah. It's okay to put some back. I know. You know that now I get it. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> yeah. And now. I can open the freezer and that fish is staring at me. Yeah. It says, what the fuck do you want? Shut the door. Yes. Didn't know that 40 years ago. In a weird way, even though you're a dog person, you married a cat. Cat don't care if you're here. Cat don't care if you ain't. Cat has expectations of you. Right. You can expect fuck all from the cat. That's right. I married a dog. Mm, you sure did. Happy to be here. Glad you're home. What can I do for you? Yes. Yes. Walk out the door two minutes later. Oh, you're back. That's tremendous. Yes. Yeah. Isn't it great? Yeah. It's tremendous. Yeah, it's absolutely tremendous. <laughs> hey, uh, are we allowed to talk about some of your nothing happening Shivani's? Uh, yeah, we can. Can we talk? Can we talk about that one thing that we haven't mentioned on the show or no? Uh, you recently had a son who, uh, left a job. Oh, a nice farewell. Yep. And, <clears throat> you know, listen, I know it's polarizing and all that, but I think a lot of Mr. Matt Shivani, great dude. Yeah, had a chance to work with him a lot on some Starcast events and whatnot, and just a fun guy to talk about feetball and pro wrestling and the good old days. And he had been working in television for a long, long time in New York City, mm-hmm. and recently posted like a, uh, "Hey man, this is uh, goodbye for my work family." He's moving on, so congrats to him. Right, trying some new things. Right. He was the producer of America's newsroom with Bill Hemmer and Dana Perino on Fox news. But Matt has always been a very passionate wrestling fan. As you know, yes, loves it. Yeah. And just to tell you the story, he all, he always wanted to work in wrestling. He had an interview number of years ago with the WWE in Connecticut. Yes, he did. Didn't work out. Thank goodness. And I'm sure a part of that was because he's my son. Oh, really? You think he had residual heat? There's no question. Now, why do you, why do you think I'm not asking to be funny? Like, why do you think? Because 
they hate me and they always have. They tried to hire you. They, they were going to hire me Conrad to fire me. That's exactly what they were going to do back before I signed with AEW. You, as you know, they had contacted me and Vince was going to hire me to fire me. That's the only reason they wanted to hire me. No, what? You know how silly that sounds like that doesn't even make logical sense. Well, of course, you know, they knew AEW was starting, right? They knew AEW wanted me. Now, how did they know that? Please. And yeah, it's not a knock on Bruce. Bruce is my friend. I love him. Yeah. I'm just talking about, I'm talking about Vince and they were going to, oh, we got him off AEW TV. Now let's get rid of him. They got rid of Bischoff in what? Three months. Yeah. Okay. So yeah, I know, I know what was going on there. And of course, COVID would have had something to do with it as well, but so, so anyway, son, your son interviewed there. It didn't work out. Didn't work out. So he said, I want a job in AW. And I said, you know what? I, I was really against it. Yeah. And you told him to kick rocks, get the fuck out of here. Scream. No, I, did, not, I didn't say that. I said, listen, you are working for a company that's going to be around for a long, long time. And you are, you have been there 13, 14 years and you're established there. And you've got, you, you make a good living. You got all, all, but he loved wrestling so much. So Matt would come to many of our shows and he would get to know every, it was a pretty good plan of his. He would get to know everybody and he would talk to people about what should he do and how should he approach it. And finally he flew to Detroit when we were there and waited for Tony after the show and talked to Tony at length. And Tony Hardy thought he, he needed Matt Schiavone as a producer backstage and help time the show. Matt's prolific and all that stuff. And now Matt works for us. How about that? Yep. Making towns with your son. Yeah. That's something else. Isn't, it? isn't that crazy? Who would have predicted when we first started this podcast that a, you would be back in wrestling or B you get to do it with your son. Yeah. yeah that's something. You went from doing football with Chris yeah, to doing wrestling with Matt. Right. That's Something pretty that, cool, man. Yeah. You've lived a charmed life. Yeah, I have. I've been very fortunate. This is, this is, uh, what this is he the calls. This, this is, is accolade. Then this is game over in, uh, in AEW. So it's the same thing. There it is. Next up. We got AJ Lee, the uh, wife of CM Punk, taking on Paige for the Divas title. Oh, okay. Meltzer would say there were no Punk chants, but the crowd was dead. Well, they were put in the death spot. As a reminder, Punk walked out earlier this year on WWE. Right after the Royal Rumble, so we'll call it late January of 2014. Here we are in October of 2014. So he's been gone for months, but not years. I love the flag presentation. Isn't that cool? Yeah, that is. It's a cool visual. And put the uh, the award around his neck or the. That is cool. It's a good shot. Good shot. I love it, dude. It feels big. It feels like a movie. 
Well, congrats to uh, Matt Shivani. I wasn't sure if we were able to spill the beans on that or not. Yeah. So, tell the truth. How much has Taz been fucking with you? Oh, not at all. Really? Yeah, not at all. I guess, I mean, because I was ready. I was hoping you had a few chambered. Yeah, no, I... Taz, he, uh, he's a ball buster when he wants to be. Oh yeah. But he's kind of been in a, a more sur- a surlier mood than usual. Really? Yeah. And you know, he's always surly, right? Is it because he thinks you're a full blown stooge now? That could be. How about that? I, I remember when we used to do Taz impressions here on the show for him busting your balls. And I was hoping we could get one of those, but if he's not busting your balls, we can make something up. All right. Let's try. You go first. Okay. Uh, <laughs> give me one second. Oh, Tony Schiavone is moving the biggity bug. He's got his Atlanta Braves sweatpants on like he likes it. His pajama pants. And here's a promo from Dean Ambrose back when he had hair and wasn't allowed to bleed on TV every week. Into mine. Halloween. Here in the States, Halloween is this Friday. Most popular costume this year, the Seth Rollins. Because when I'm done with Seth Rollins inside Hell in a Cell tonight, he's going to look like a zombie from The Walking Dead, had sex with Dracula's grandmother nine months later. She gave birth to something that looked like a combination of roadkill and oatmeal on top of a pogo stick. You know what I'm saying? You understand me? It means I don't give a damn. Tonight, Mr. Money in the Bank pays the price for his actions, and we both burn in hell. You think the lunatic print? Um, how about that promo? Okay, let me get this right. Dracula's grandma looks like roadkill on top of a pogo stick with oatmeal, right? Well, I think if I forget who was having sex with Dracula's grandma, but somebody was having sex with Dracula's grandma, and nine months later, Dracula's grandma gave birth to something that looked like oatmeal on top of a pogo stick. That's pretty vivid. Yes. By the way, AJ Lee, I don't know if you've ever seen her work in person. I got I've to see her. I was fortunate enough to have front row seats at a house show once and got to see her work up close. She is phenomenal. Everything she does looks real. Everything connects. Everything looks uh, legitimate. Sometimes you get so close to the action. You've seen this before, Tony. You expose some of the magic. There was no magic exposed with AJ. Everything she did looked legitimate and tight and connected and it was snug or whatever words you want to use. I was really impressed with her. Another guy I felt that way about after that. I didn't have a strong feeling about before was buddy Matthews. I got to see him up close. I think it was Royal rumble. Uh, it was like a, a pre-show match or a dark, dark match or whatever. Yeah. And he was so good. Like I thought he was fine on TV. Then I saw him up, uh, up close and in person. And I was like, man, his, his stuff's a cut above. AJ is the other person I've seen that really was like, wow, this is awesome. She's really good. Excited to see Paige in, uh, AEW. Yeah, that, that was, that was a good, uh, that was a good, nice surprise coming out for us at uh, grand slam. Congrats to Alicia Fox, by the way, who recently got engaged. Lots of good news going around in the ring here right now. Good. I think, uh, I think Paige is, um, like the missing piece that everybody's been looking for 
Like, what's she going to do next? Is she ever going to be able to do anything? So it's cool to see that she's back. And I think AJ's doing stuff with Wow, Genie Bus's promotion. Okay, well, that's cool. Yeah, that's uh, it's it's great to have Paige with us. She's she is such a delight and so much fun. Yeah, and she really is. And have you have, did you ever see the movie about her life? No, fighting fighting with my family. I never saw it either. Yeah. It's, it was produced by the rock. Obviously he's in it. And the girl that plays uh, black widow's sister can't think of her name right now. She plays Paige. and some, I heard it was a pretty good movie. So now that she works for us, I've got to check it out, but she really is cool. So it's great to have her here in AEW. and these girls, uh, I, the fans may not be reacting, but they're doing some pretty good stuff. Well, it's a long show. Right. So, yeah, <laughs> I get it. And it's this match and then another cage. Now that's it, right? Yep. Next up is the main event, Seth Rollins and Dean Ambrose. Mm, okay. And Alicia Fox recently got married, you said? She's engaged, yeah. Engaged to a wrestler? No, I think a real human. <laughs> like a normal person as they would say in the business a civilian oh look at this you like that yeah ragdolling them boom by the way tony we've we've talked this entire time we have a lot of fun playing grab ass and bullshitting and whatnot i don't know what there is to say but i feel like we should acknowledge that a mutual friend of ours is really going through a really, really tough time right now. The world learned last Wednesday or Thursday that Kevin Nash and his lovely wife, Tamara lost their only son, Tristan, at just 26 years old. It's a uh, horrible news that no parent ever wants to hear. I can't imagine how tough it must be to lose a child. And it's sort of cliche, but legitimately, I think I speak for you in this. Our thoughts and prayers have been with the Nash family all week. Shocking news. Yeah. Absolute shocking news. Just horrible. I can't imagine. I really can't imagine. Yeah. What a parent would go through losing a, losing a child. be one of the worst things if not the worst thing that can happen to you yeah absolutely and his podcast now click this yeah uh, do it sean do it. oliver it's out now um kevin and sean actually recorded this past weekend so click this from you're listening to this on a wednesday the episode that dropped two days ago Kevin talks about losing his son and I haven't had a chance to hear it yet. I got the advanced audio, of course, and I'm just not ready to listen to it yet. Yeah. And imagine how tough it must've been to maybe it was cathartic. I don't know, but to lose your best friend, Scott Hall. And then pretty quickly after lose your only child my goodness man yeah 
I can't imagine how he feels and I can't imagine how his wife feels. And that's a double whammy. Cause not only does he have to grieve the loss of his son, he's got to try to be strong for his wife and whew, yeah, that's right. It's a tough deal, man. Yeah. Cause on the one hand, it would be easy to just fall apart, but you got to keep it together for your wife. So there have been many instances that are well-documented that a death of a child puts a strain on a marriage. And you've got to, as a husband and wife, you've got to kind of regroup, right? Yeah. Yeah. So I get it. Uh, these, uh, again, these girls are doing some f- great stuff. They really, really are. Yeah. I mean, they're pulling out all the stops. And this is the era where, you know, 2014 or 2015, this one, women's wrestling in WWE started to be taken a lot more seriously. There were times where these ladies would have a pay-per-view match that lasted less than a minute. Mm. And they're at least getting six minutes and 50 seconds here. And man, they're doing some pretty cool stuff here. Yeah. It goes to show you that you could, if you, if you only go, if you go less than 10 minutes, you could, if you do it right, you don't need a lot of time. Right. Dolph Ziggler and Cesaro got three and a quarter stars. Mm-hmm. Nikki and Bree got two and a half. Yep. Uh, Goldust and Stardust and the Usos got three and a quarter. Yep. Cena and Orton got three and three quarters. Sheamus and Miz got two stars. Rusev and Big Show got two and a quarter. AJ and Paige here get two stars. And then your main event, the four star affair. How about that guy wearing the Randy Orton Halloween costume <laughs> in the front row? Clint from Hershey actually wore that to a Halloween party I had here at the house once. I'd often joke with him that he looked like <laughs> Randy Orton without a weight set. There's, did you notice one was dressed as mankind there and one was dressed as uh, Bray Wyatt? Yep. Yeah. Who are you going to be for Halloween this year? The wrestling commentator who shits his pants? Frequently enough to carry an extra pair of underwear. That would be a good costume. It would. Yeah. That'd be a great costume. I I remember that one year, Tony Khan, uh, I think we were in West Virginia because I went to the show. He dressed as orange Cassidy for the Halloween show, which was fun. What are you going to dress as this year? I'm not dressing up for Halloween. I I haven't dressed up for Halloween since the, since the, uh, seventies. Well, I saw you. Uh, no, you terrorize no, kids on Halloween Havoc ones. Yeah, okay. But that, I mean, you, yeah. But I didn't dress up. I just put a smoking jacket on, and that was it. You're talking about actual costume. Yeah, what's wrong with the costume? Are you having a Halloween party this year? I mean, if I would, were you, would you come? No. That's what I thought. So, no, fuck you. And yes, I have Halloween parties every year. Yeah. Blow it out. We're going to have commentators here shit in their pants. It's going to be great. I haven't received an invitation to your Halloween party yet. That's okay. But you never come. You don't even come to my goddamn wedding. Oh, we're going to dig that one up again. Well, I'm just saying you'll make the trip for fucking Halloween. You won't go for a wedding. And that's why I don't, that's why I don't come to Halloween. 
Because the first thing you'll say when I when you greet me at the door is, oh, you didn't show up for the wedding and you're here now? I don't think that Range Rover will ever touch Alabama dirt. I think you'll ever be here. No, if I come, I'm going to bring Lois's car. I don't want to. Put the miles on it. Yep. What a fucking bitch you are. <laughs> Cars are made to fucking drive, daddy. Lois Shivani got a brand new car for Christmas in 2018. And? All right. How many 19, miles are on it? 15,000 miles. In four years. Yes. Yeah. Is that amazing? That's like. I got a car in uh, November of 18. Uh-huh. I put about that on it. Yeah. She just, I mean, it's, it's, it's the legit little old lady's car. We're doing a lot of promotions uh, for stuff on the network here. Trying to hammer it. Yeah. Do they, do they even acknowledge it now on their pay-per-views or their shows? I don't think they do. Do they? What the network? Yeah. Well, they call it Picard. Well, that's what I'm saying. They got their money for it. (laughs) Yes. So what the hell? Well, a lot of times they're running in this era, free trials. Right. Well, it was a, it, it, it has been the network now on the cock. Yes. It, it has been a cash cow. And I hope, I hope the, I hope, um, there it is. Really hard to answer. The shield has owned this yard for well over a year. Call it whatever you want. That's right. Put a label on it. But it's the people involved. Those three men may have affected the long-term history of the WWE. It's a brotherhood and this thing that we've created and been able to uh, turn into a childhood dream. Together, we're so much stronger. I wish you were watching during the shield era. It was a good group. You would have enjoyed. And then the big turn was a big deal. Yeah. I got anyway, back then my friends and I, we knew the WWE wanted to push Roman reigns. We knew the best wrestler was Seth Rollins, but we were big Dean Ambrose fans. We thought Dean Ambrose was going to be our guy. Right. And I guess he is just now as John Moxley on the other channel. Yeah. I got to tell you though, as, as good as some of this stuff was in this era, I always thought that cinder block bullshit was the hokiest, dumbest shit of all time. Really? Why are there cinder blocks at ringside? Mm. I understand here it was planted by Hunter and it was his plan and blah, blah, blah. But it's just a little silly. It makes as much sense as there being randomly a kendo stick under the ring. (laughs) like tables and folding chairs i can almost understand because Uh you need this for the timekeeper or the announcers Uh and the chairs okay it's for a security guard Uh trash can okay i could maybe buy that we need these at ringside but under what circumstance would there be a kendo stick under there why would that be there well what happened what has happened on many occasions uh on in, in this kendo stick thing that you're talking about is that a wrestler would come to the ring to do a little workout, right? And would, um, 
before they, this person, male or female, would go into the ring. Oh, this is. He put tongs on his balls. You ever have okay. tongs on your balls? No. So anyway, before the wrestler would be able to get in the ring, somebody from the office would say, uh, you can't bring that kendo stick in the ring. It's not allowed. Well, what am I going to do with it? We'll put it under the ring and we'll pick it up later. And then they would go to the back and they forget about it. And that's how a kendo stick would appear. You just make that up off the top of your head. Okay. Yeah, I did. Uh, you said it with authority though. So it sounded good. Okay. Well, there you, that's part of being a wrestling announcer. Yeah. And the other part's uh, getting your pants. <laughs> hey, who do you think shit their pants more? Okay. You or Jim Ross. I do, I can't, can't comment on that because Jr. and I have not talked about it. Uh, however, I, I would like to say that Dean Ambrose or John Moxley has has mentioned on occasion uh, that he had to dress up as a, a hot dog guy. Yeah, was this? And I saw him with the hot dog vending machine right there, yes. the hot dog yes. cart. So was this the time where he had to dress up as a hot dog guy? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. So chat me up. JR talks a lot of times about how he would just have to, he'd piss his pants at ringside. Right. Cause it would be such a long day. Can't get up and go to the bathroom. You're just here. So he'd just let it rip tater chip. And he'd wear darks. How many times in your career do you think you've had to wear darks and use them on air? Just great. Well, I've done- you have our great sport. I'm going to piss myself. I've no, I've, I've, uh, well, guess what? There's no kendo stick under the ring, is there? He's bringing on, it. He's bringing it with him. It looks like he's uh, wa- walking onto the set of The Walking Dead right here, too. Yeah. So tell me about pissing your pants. Uh, I've never done that yet. No, I I, I will. I you just I walk a, off TNT live broadcast. I have a strong bladder. It would never get to that. Okay. What about you get older? Well, I am old. But you don't think that your your ability to hold it could diminish as you get older and older? It might, but I'll be out of, I'll be name. I'll be out of wrestling by then or dead. So the day you piss your pants, that's your last day. Well, you do know that in reality, I mean, I'm pretty hel- I'm pretty healthy right now. Yeah, but in reality, you know, I'm I'm getting ready to turn. Oh, 182. No, I'm getting ready to turn 65 very soon. Oh, so that's you're done. You're just gonna quit. No, I'm not. I'm not done. I'm just saying that there's not many more years left in my life, and there's a there's a time in your life where you realize that. And do you think you'll finish your contract, or will you peter out and shit on it? No, I'll finish my contract. I'll finish my contract, of course. Why would you ask something that that idiotic? Well, so, I mean, you quit a lot of things. You What's quit. that? What well, I mean, all your other jobs, you quit them. Like, no, I got I, uh, one job. They didn't renew my contract. Football, you quit. I had to. Yeah, I mean, the same job that you prioritized over my wedding, you quit. Well, I would. I would. Don't take this the wrong way, which I know you would. I would prioritize any job over your wedding. No, I get that. Work comes first. Yeah. When you make a commitment to work. Boy, uh, uh, Mox scaled that uh, that cage quite well, didn't he? That was good. And there he is. What a way to start, man. Uh huh. Had his little carrying case with him. Now he's on top of the cage with a kendo stick, ready to roll. What a visual. 
Isn't that awesome? Yeah. Yeah, man. It, that's good. Yeah. Great visual and a great shot from underneath. It feels big. It feels special. It feels important. Mm. You know, these guys are up against it. I mean, let's just remind everybody. It's easy to look at this through 2022 lenses and think, well, yeah, Seth Rollins, John Moxley, man, I mean, duh. They put Randy Orton and John Cena on in the middle eight years ago. Yeah. I mean, those are their two franchise players and they're letting these guys close. That's a hell of a vote of confidence. Yeah, it is. Two 28 year olds. Seth Rollins, I think you could argue in this era might be the best performer in in ring performer in wrestling in 2014. Wow. That's, that's a hell of a compliment, dude. No, it is though. I mean, he's still a great performer, but he is going to win the world title at WrestleMania the next year. And then sadly hurt his knee and be on the shelf for a little bit. And when he came back, he certainly has enjoyed a lot of success. But I think you could argue that pre-knee injury, the dude was just another level from most other folks. AJ Styles, of course, in this era, is tearing it up over in New Japan. Mm-hmm. But I think, for my money, Seth Rollins is probably the guy here. There's Jamie. Yep. Friend of the show. Yeah, who's the other guy? That's Joey That's Mercury. Okay. Just to be a part of uh, the presentation here was they're part of the authority. So they're like the modern day stooges, if you will. Right. For Hunter and Stephanie. Along with right. corporate Kane. Right. Jerry Mercury used to be in a tag team with Johnny Elite or whatever you know him as. And they were Eminem with Molina. You would love Melina. She would come out and do the splits to get into the ring. And oftentimes she wore a thong and you would have been a big fan. Uh, he was also, well, we, a, need, we need to watch something with Melina then. Also a big part of a tag team. Uh, I think back in the day with Christian York, we may have seen them on some ECW stuff, but he enjoyed a lot of success here behind the scenes with WWE. And once upon a time was one of the real life best friends of CM Punk. And I think CM Punk, when he was going through a tough time, even paid his house off for him when Punk was one of the top guys here. They put that on the Punk DVD from that era. But I don't know what Joey's up to these days. I know that uh, Jamie Noble is still a big deal behind the scenes with WWE. A lot of people think he's like the, the heir to Michael Hayes. You know, Michael Hayes is obviously like Chief Stooge the savant of, of wrestling finishes and whatnot for WWE big time producer. And I think a lot of people think Joe, Jamie Noble is going to be the next version. What a cool way to start this though. You see, yeah, I like Noble scaling up on the left, Mercury scaling up on the right. Ambrose playing monkey in the middle. Yeah. With the uh, kendo stick. This is going to be fun as he's goading them up. Let's track it here. Well, they're both up there. And Dean Ambrose in the round of applause. You gotta admit, I'm shocked they both made it. Jamie Noble still has his tie on. 
sure he didn't tie it. And then Dane's going to go quietly. This is Tom talking him down. I thought that ties on. You don't have to be able to tie this game. And those two bells stick the mercury in the other. Look at this visual, dude. You got four dudes fighting on top of the cage right now. Considering what we've seen over the years with that cage giving way with Foley, that's a scary proposition. Yeah, I was thinking, I, I, I would not want to do this. You got three guys on the same square right now. Right. I don't want to do that. No. That's got to be scary, dude. Uh, when when Ambrose was walking around up top there, he was making sure mostly he was walking around on those uh, on the posts on on the on the beams, yeah. So, yeah. but now, Jesus Christ, he's just laying in the middle, open for the best. Wow. But it is a great visual. Fans are into it as well. Look at them. I mean, we've gone, what, 10 minutes, maybe more? On this segment. And we On haven't the- even gotten in the cage yet. That's right. They're threatening to throw him off. Uh-huh. Oh, shit. I wouldn't take a suplex. No, 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 no. No, thanks. No, not, not up there. The interesting thing is going to see how they're going to get down. Yeah. I'm looking at this thinking, okay, we, the, the guys basically scaled the cage. I get it, but going down, has got to be something else here. Again, this is 2014, right? Yep. 2014. All right. So. Seth's trying to get down. Oh, here we go. So I get it. Seth's trying to run away. Ambrose is chasing. Wow. Dude, it's, it's gotta be. So if you're a wrestler, Conrad Thompson's a wrestler. Yes. And they want you to climb the cage. You don't do it, right? You say, no, man, no, no, I, I'll okay. just, I'll go shit my pants and go on today. <laughs> let's, let's track it here. Face man. <laughs> teetering, no, 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 no. teetering precariously no. on the cell. Oh my God. Guys, right. We're right there. Ambrose bounced off the cell. Just hanging on. This is bad. This is bad. Oh, shit. <laughs> oh, shit. So Ambrose goes through the English commentary table. Rollins goes through the Spanish announce table. How about that, dude? What do you think? Pretty freaking amazing. Good, good, good stuff. There's our buddy, Kyoto. 
What are they doing? Well, I mean, what are you supposed to do? Oh, they're calling for medical. Okay. I thought they were asking someone from the ring. I'd put them on stretchers. By the way, the match has not started yet. Yeah, I know. And I we got to start this though, is it not? Yeah, it is. I like this. So you've never seen this. What do you think? That was that was pretty spectacular. I'm I'm surprised they don't replay the bump. I'm glad we're watching the show, Conrad. I, I think we should watch a lot more, more, more modern stuff that you missed. More, yes, absolutely. More, here we go. We'll show the bump again. Headbutt. Battling out, and that headbutt by Dean. Yeah. What I'm seeing. Here's the the regular angle to the floor. Uh, another look. And look at it's 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 a, it's apparent from there. Okay. Yeah. On all these angles that that Seth sold the head bump and that put him on the floor, but it's also apparent to me, and I I don't know. I guess I'm just too into the business that John just kind of let go. Yeah. In other words, it wasn't a, it didn't look like a thing where, oh, something happened for him to go off. Right. So they're putting neck braces on and we still got 20 minutes to go. Yes. So something going, something else going to go down here. So anyway, uh, back to what I was saying is I I'd like to watch more of the, that when I missed WWE. Yeah. All those years. We can make that happen. Yeah, I, I like this. I, I really, I mean, we watched some old ECW stuff here together. And we've enjoyed that. So, yeah, this is uh, pretty modern stuff. You know, anything from, I don't know, anything from 2001 to 2018 or 2017. Well, <clears throat> Tony, I got a countdown going here at 20, 36, 12, 13, 14, 15. When I get to. Two thirty-six twenty. I'm gonna hit pause. All right, there it is. It's a shame to hear Tony that you've been sleeping on a lot of that old WWE stuff, but I know you've also been sleeping on Chili Sleep. Come on, yeah, baby. Tell us about Chili Sleep and how it's affected your life. Well, Chili Sleep has helped me get a better night's sleep. You know, in, in my in my work, Conrad, sleep is a premium because we we. I'll give you a perfect example. The other night, I we did um, Rampage in Jacksonville. By the time I got to the room, I had two hours until my Uber was going to come. And I just need good sleep that refreshes me. I got home on Friday about 7.30 in the morning, immediately went to the room, turned on my chilly sleep device, turned it down to 66 let it cool down or turned it up. I'm sorry, turned it up and then let it cool down to 66. Once, once I got in bed and went right out Had a great refreshing sleep. It's part of what I do now. So, uh, and, and yes, there's times that I stay up all night on the road when I'm working with Tony. Yeah. So when I go home, man, I need great sleep and I get the best sleep ever with chili sleep. I really do. Well, Sleep Me is the new home for Chili Sleep, bringing you the same great sleep you're used to, but under a new name. 
Tony and I think Sleep Me make the most coldest and comfortable sleep systems available. We both got the Uller, right? They make a Cube and a Doc Pro sleep system. Either way, we're talking water-based, temperature-controlled mattress toppers. They fit over your existing mattress and provide you your ideal sleep temperature. The mattress pads keep your bed at the perfect temperature for deep, cold sleep. They're designed to help you fall asleep, stay asleep, and give you the confidence and energy to power through your new day. The new Doc Pro Sleep System has two more or two times more cold power than the other models. It's whisper quiet. It's got a tubeless mattress pad design that allows for five times more cooling contact. You can even pair it with the new Sleep.me app. It works like a smart thermostat for your bed. You can even automate your schedule so your bed will start getting cool at the right time every night. We got a special deal for them right now, Tony. Yeah, and before we talk about the special deal, I do want to say this, Conrad, for everyone, sleep is so important, but great sleep is even more important. Everybody sleeps. Some people don't sleep well. This will help you sleep well. And the older you get, the more you need it. And that's why it's a valuable part of what I do. So head over to sleep.me slash WHW to learn more and save 25% off the purchase price of any new Doc Pro cube or cooler sleep system this offer is available exclusively for what happened when listeners and only for a limited time that's sleep s-l-e-e-p dot m-e slash w-h-w to take advantage of our exclusive discounts and wake up refreshed every day another day is here and you're ready for it what to wear check breakfast lunch and dinner check planning for what's next and how to save for it that's where bank of america can help for your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. And Tony, with that in mind, I'm at 236.20 in 3, 2, 1, play. Got underway. Dean Ambrose would climb to the top of the cell. Rollins would send his henchman up after him. Then Rollins trying to sneak attack Ambrose on the cell, and then it's left us with this. I love that fan yelling. Seth, we'll see you at the hotel, son. <laughs> oh God, I shouldn't laugh at some of these fans, but you do. But I do. That's not going anywhere, brother. You don't think? No, he was shaking his head no. Looked like he was going to get off. They were going to put a neck brace on John. They didn't. Boy, they have. They have taken a lot of time here. John said, let me out of this. Okay. I see what's going down. John is fighting in the background. Yeah, he does not want to be on the stretcher. He wants to get up and fight. Here we go. Here we go. Here we go. Williams is stripped to that stretcher that dirty. Well, Ambrose was as well. How good is Jerry Lawler? Oh. Wow. What a career, huh? Yeah. 
I mean, and and not only that, how about his artwork? Yes. God, what a talented guy. We had a show early in the uh, AEW uh, era where we went to uh, right outside of Memphis in, uh, in, in Mississippi. And so JR and I, and uh, I think Roth went to uh, Lawler's place. Oh yeah. In, in great Memphis. Place. Yeah. We went down the basement. He was so such a great host. At oh, food. Great dude. Oh man. One of the best. And just what fucking, I mean, a legend. Jesus. It's like even people that don't follow wrestling have heard of Jerry, the King Lawler, right? Yes. That's, that's, that's the mark of a, of a freaking legend. (laughs) How about the duct tape? Ambrose, the duct tape. You ever use duct tape? I use duct tape a lot. Yeah. There's a lot of things to tape up here at the house and Lois, you tape up Lois. No, right, why not? no, I want this marriage to last dude. Mm. I thought by now you'd be pulling for the end. <laughs> uh, look at the face of John. By the way, I just looked up Jim Ross on cage match. He has a much better rating than you. Well, I'm sure he does. And, and he deserves it. He's a 9.27. Huh. You can't fuck with no 9.27. Not with your paltry ass 7.11. That makes sense that you're a 711 motherfucker. You 711, nothing happening. Tony Schiavone. Look at that. Gordon Sully, he had a 9.16. You can't even fuck with these guys. See on video. Yeah. Backwards, 7-Eleven. Bobby Heenan, 9.53. All your contemporaries got nines. You got sevens. Yeah. that tell you? Well, a couple of them are dead. That's true. Okay. Even Jesse Ventura, he got a 9.04. Whoa. Really? Yeah. I would have given Jesse a 10. Man. What do you think Larry Zabisco got? Uh, Eight. You really think Larry Zabisco got an eight? Yeah. Wow. I appreciate that. You would think that. No, he got a 5.63. I found Jesus. Somebody. I found somebody that you're, be- you're better than. Jesus. You seem to try to use a screwdriver to go down his throat there. <clears throat> Mike Tanay, you beat him too. Mike Tanay's got a 6.82. Yeah, uh, that's wrong. You should just let everybody know, hey, there could be worse. Could be Larry Zabisco or Mark today. No, those guys are better than me. And you know it. I know it. So they really shoot on Don West on here, though. They gave him a 3.66, so I'm off a of cage match. Fuck you, cage match. It took that, huh, to get you off cage match. Well, I was just trying to rile you up, and you weren't giving me anything. No. It's just hard, you know? That's what she said. Nobody ever accused you of that unless you're using blue chew. Do you remember, do you remember, like, what was the hardest you ever got it? <laughs> I, I, how do you measure hardness? Well, I mean, I mean, uh, what's the hardest you've ever got? How do you measure that? Mine was uh, last Tuesday. Wow. Yeah. It was crazy. I invited the whole family. And they, 
like ear of corn that's not ready to be picked? Yeah, here's what I did. I had Megan okay. go into the pantry and get oh. one of those uh, okay. uh, cheese ball things, and we recreated that scene from your minor league baseball days. Yes. Yeah, I had two doubles and a single. <laughs> For me, I would whiff every time, unless, <laughs> unless they threw away inside. Hey, how much do you think it should cost to hang a pantry door? To hang a pantry door? I don't know. $300 maybe. Wow. That's a lot. <laughs> Why did you ask that random bullshit? Oh, he's pulling him up by the freaking nose. Isn't that a cool spot? Yeah. I love that. By the nostrils. I asked because I know my wife can hear what I'm saying right now. And recently, okay. you know, we're, we're winding up the finishing up the remodel over at the lake. Yeah. So she sent a little quote for me to approve. She hadn't been doing that, but she was busy one day and said, Hey, will you just prove this one for me real fast? And I saw what the amount was to hang the pantry door. Yeah. Not through the flag. <laughs> I said, no. Wow. Wow. So if you ever come over again, which you probably yeah. won't. When you come to the lake house, you'll notice there's no goddamn pantry door, or maybe it's just leaned up next to it. Okay. Yeah, sometimes they like to take advantage of you. Yep. Yep. It's a shame, too, because we did a, a lot of work with the uh, same contractors, and so now that we're getting to the very end, they're going to lose out on a few of these last jobs because I feel like, mm, I, think right. that's, uh, I think that's the real number, pal. Yeah. Yeah, I get that. So when's the lake house going to be available? When would you like it? No, you tell me. I'm not, I don't make the call here. It's your house. You, you nincompoop. Well, I mean, here's the thing. I'm going to invite you and you're not going to come. So how do you know? How do you freaking know? The lake, the grand opening of the lake house would be something to come to, right? Well, but it makes sense to wait till the spring. So you can actually ride around the doggone lake, right? Okay. Yeah. Yes. Yep. So let's just plan for spring. When you get okay. back to WrestleMania. Mm-hmm. Uh, what? Yeah. I'm not going to WrestleMania. Yeah, you are. No, I'm not. I know you're not going to the event, but you know, LA. You'll be in LA. I'm not going to be in LA. <clears throat> sure you are. No, I'm not. We'll do live shows and meet and greets and all that. No, geez. You come back with a pocket full of that cash. Well, Black. now you're talking my language here, dude. Flash it around Lois. <laughs> See how you just bought your 19th Rolex and now you got a Georgia Bulldogs colored convertible to go with your Range Rover. Mm. So you can let your mullet flow. Yeah. What's the next home project you're working on? I know you've did a whole remodel since we started the program here. What's left? Uh, let's see. I don't know what, what we're going to be doing, but we, we talked about something. What was that? Look, How about that? Uh, Kane uh, just blasting Dean Ambrose in the face with a uh, fire extinguisher. What is, what is what is Kane? What is Kane's role here now? What's what's he's corporate got Kane corporate Kane. He's like the two of the stooges. Like you saw with. Mer, uh, Joey Mercury and uh, Jamie Noble. Uh huh. So it's like those are the three stooges who carry out. They're the henchmen, if you will, carry out the bidding of uh, Hunter and Stephanie. 
and Seth Rollins is their chosen one. They want him to be the champion and take control of the WWE. Not let all these good guys just do what they want to do all mm. nilly. What do you think about the calico hair look of Seth Rollins here with black hair and the blonde streak? I like it. I like I like something that looks different. Kind of looks like a frilly toothpick for a wrestler. I'm for him. <laughs> I don't uh, think I'm ready for what you're about to see here in a minute. Okay. Are you? Um. Uh, I don't know. Sometimes, uh, you know, I like to think, God, I've seen it all, but apparently I, I remember when, uh, the first time that you and I watched cactus or Mick Foley be thrown off the cage or go through the cage and have that tooth go through his head. I think I, I wasn't ready for that. It's crazy. So, wasn't it? Yeah, it was crazy. Mm. Yeah, he's going to get his money in the bank. So how does the, uh, so Seth won the money in the bank, right? Yes. Yes. Okay. So, but how does it come to play in here? Just as a weapon. That's why he brought it. He uses a weapon because yeah. it's, it's, he's not earning his title shot here. Anything right, like right, right. He just wants to hit people with the case. Yeah, I got it. And he is whacking the chair, buddy. He's nailing him with the chair. Yes, he is. I think it's, to me, it's kind of unique to see Mox here this far into a match with no blood. <laughs> it's like. Hey, have you seen Black Adam yet? No, I've not. Do you plan to? Yes. Yeah, it feels like you're kind of shit. Yeah. Why do you always shit on superhero movies? Because they're fucking stupid. No, they're not. When. Is uh is Black Adam on Disney or is it on Whoa? In the movie theaters, asshole. Okay, I don't go to the movie theaters anymore. Well you're not going. Asshole. Got forty percent on Rotten Tomatoes, so that tells you what it is. Okay. AKA not good. Hey, did you watch uh you watch that Marilyn Monroe thing, Blonde on Netflix? No. Heard she gives a beads to the president in it. You probably like that part. Wow. Have you seen The Watcher? On Netflix? No, I've not. Pretty good. Seven episodes. Man. Have you ever watched Boston Legal? Nope. I'm a grown man. You ought to, you ought to watch it just, just to watch William Shatner. This was, of course, many years ago. Oh, here come the cinder blocks. Yeah. Can you say gimmicks? Gimmicks. Here come the cinder blocks. Yeah, Boston Legal is worth a watch. It, it was years and years ago, but it's great. So now Seth Rollins, one of his finishers here is the curb stomp. Right. So it looks as if he's going to try to set up Seth Raw, he being Dean Ambrose pronouns, pal, for a curb stomp. Mm. Watch this. <laughs> All you can say is Seth Rollins brought this on himself. Poetic justice. 
Boom, boom. The lights went out. It's completely black. So the lights are back on and Bray Wyatt's lantern with smoke coming out of his air. And there's a hologram. And through the hologram and the smoke, here comes Bray Wyatt, knocks down Dean Ambrose, and it's black again. What do you think of that creative there, Tony? It's pretty fucking cool. And the lights are back on, and Wyatt's in the corner, upside down. It's an interesting look, is it not? Yeah, it is. Where's Seth Rollins? Going? No, he's there too. Okay. Let me think about the backwards crab walks. Yeah, that's 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 creepy. So are we gonna have a finish to this match? I guess we are, aren't we? So Wyatt just hit a Uranagi on Dean Ambrose. Seth Rollins can't believe what he's seeing. Rollins is going to come over and make the cover. And Bray Wyatt has now covered Dean Ambrose, and Seth Rollins is beating Dean Ambrose. Well, here is your winner, Seth Rollins. The Eater of Worlds has returned. And what a time. So what do you think? I thought it was a very, uh, very cool ending. Uh, So apparently uh, Bray Wyatt had been off for a time. Yes. They said he he returned. Yes. Okay. What did you think of that presentation? Pretty cool. The main event was, if nothing else, interesting. Yeah. Something for everybody, some spectacle, some story, some swerve, some surprise. Everybody loves when the lights go out. This is uh, why it's finished here. This is the Sister Abigail. Sister Abigail. And that's it. Bray Wyatt is back in WWE. Dean Ambrose is down. Seth Rollins is victorious. Interesting little finish to the show, Tony. You haven't seen it before. No, I liked it. I, I like different Conrad. You know, you see so much of the same stuff yes. you do over and over. I, I like different. I, I, to bring back someone like this, I don't know how long, I don't know how long he had been gone. I thought it was pretty, pretty cool. I'm for it. Thumbs up. 
you said you like talking about more current stuff. We're going to take a look at Crown Jewel 2018. Holy smokes. So not not from that long ago, but boy, wrestling sure has changed a lot since then. Yeah. This show in particular is Shawn Michaels' last match. So we'll have uh, Degeneration X, Triple H, and Shawn Michaels taking on the Brothers of Destruction, Kane and the Undertaker. We'll have Shane McMahon working with Dolph Ziggler, Brock Lesnar working with Braun Strowman, Mm. AJ Styles working with Samoa Joe. Uh, Dolph Ziggler working with Seth Rollins, The Miz working with Rey Mysterio. So much more, a lot to unpack here. This is like a marathon show. I don't think we'll watch the whole thing, but we'll definitely watch the big matches. And I'm looking forward to showing you some WWE from 2018. And that main event, boy, we're going to have a lot of fun with because the one where Triple H tears his pack, Kane's mask falls off, Shawn Michaels debuts that he's bald, <laughs> and The Undertaker's hanging on. Kind of a tough deal. We're going to have a lot of fun making fun of that one next week, right here on WHW right now, Tony, it looks like it's about that time. Let's go to the announced position, ladies and gentlemen, at AEW, where, uh, only Tony Schiavone is sitting there by himself. There's no Excalibur. There's no JR. There's no Taz. And, and ladies and gentlemen, uh, oh my God, we understand that Schiavone has shit his pants and he has nowhere, nowhere to change. So that's why he's there by himself. Ladies and gentlemen, we're going to give Tony a rating of 2.7 on cage match because he's shitting his pants, which means we're desperately out of time. See you next week on What Happened When. Wednesdays, we come to you on Cumulus or Westwood One. But Mondays, we come to you on Patron, patreon.com forward slash WHW Monday. And of course, adfreeshows.com. No, no, no. No. Patron. Say it like you mean it. Yeah. I don't feel good. Patron! Patreon.com forward slash WSW Monday. And of course, adfreeshows.com. Give me a fart. Give me a fart. See you next week.